0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another Horrific Chat. Uh, tonight we're doing something a little bit different, and um, we're going to get topical with this episode. Uh, we're going to delve into the phenomenon of censorship of horror, to try and discuss the mindset behind it, and hopefully come up with some solutions for horror creators and horror fans alike. Uh, it's quite an in-depth and controversial topic, so obviously, rather than just having to put up with me on my own, I've, I've got some backup. So... Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd uh, bring on a bunch of horror creators. Uh, uh, we've got a whole mixed bag here, some returning, some brand new, and uh, obviously rather than me waffle on and try and uh, do them just as I thought I'd give everybody a chance to introduce themselves again. Um, we'll start off with Lord Melbury, and then we'll just go anti-clockwise. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think you've been on this show once or twice now. <laughs> oh, several times,
1: isn't it? Three or four, isn't it? No, some, yeah, I think quite yeah. a few times. You're becoming a regular, mate. Yeah. I'm Steve. I'm an author. Um, I write horror thrillers. Um, latest one's coming out on Tuesday. Um, it's about a stalker. So, um, yeah, and uh, I've been on there a few times now discussing various things. So,
0: uh, looking forward to this. Excellent. And, Andrea, you've been on Motor twice now? Yeah, twice. Christ,
2: yeah. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I'm MJ, Um, I'm the author of The Suffering that came out earlier on this year, and I'm just happy to be here talking about the censorship of horror, which is, you know, so prevalent in the news at the moment, so good to be here.
0: I'm Fanny Damon, brand new, um, brand new to the show, welcome, and uh, you've actually taken some extremes, well, I wouldn't say extreme, but um, other decent steps to kind of mitigate this, so uh, do you want to tell everybody about your background and how you're involved?
3: So, my name is Damon. I created um, a mobile app and website called Slasher. It is the social network for horror. Um, It's really designed to bring the entire horror community closer together and give us opportunities that we can't find in the mainstream.
0: Excellent. Well, guys, like I said, thanks very much for coming on because I think we've all felt it as creators or even fans of horror, we we know it's there um and it's very easy to go oh yeah just you know life's not fair blah 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 but there's something definitely going on but it's not new i think it's just we're seeing something in the modern scenario of censorship it's but it's the same old game um i sort of look back over this and the earliest example i can think of is actually mary shelley's frankenstein or the modern prometheus um victor frankenstein's um statement in fact when he it was when translated the movie um when figure frankstein said i know what it's like to be god everyone at the time lost their minds over it you know oh mm. he thinks he's this but it, um it's a classic case of people can't separate the character thinking it's the creator and the actor and is are people still today worse that they can't understand nuance is that part of the problem here because that's this is a classic case of people not understanding the nuance and Victor Frankenstein's not a hero in this story. Far from it. Um, but we'll go anti-clockwise or clockwise. What do, you, what do you want to do? Just start us off, get get people's thoughts.
1: Let's go with the slasher first.
0: All right, David. Lead, lead the <laughs> charge. Get on the spot you, there. Uh, Dave, you should go
3: are your veterans here, but no.
4: <laughs> um,
3: so, in my opinion... Um, I think the biggest problem is that people don't listen to one another. Um, we really do think, like you said, there's a lot of nuance occurring, um, and, and people do really need to understand, okay, what was that about? Why, what were you thinking about? You know, instead of just knee jerk reactions of, oh my God, that is terrible. Um. There's got to be more. There's got to be context behind it. You know, you can't just say something is is bad if you don't understand that it's, you know, what it is. Uh, I mean, obviously, certain things are just inherently bad. But um, when it comes to creative works, I think that there's a lot to be said for just understanding why is it this way? You know, why Why did the person who created this make it this way instead of just boycotting them or banning them or doing whatever you do? Um, I think it really helps. And by having those conversations, we can gain understanding and knowledge and improve ourselves in general um, over just, you know, dealing off whatever, you know, misunderstandings
0: that there may be um yeah, that's, that be. yeah for one. mj um do you think the it's always been a problem with a knee-jerk reaction do people not take that uh nah, bread like especially especially even today we're seeing like so-called intelligent people academics act like mm. absolute morons <laughs> yeah and um, the so-called educated people of the time acting like morons like just knee-jerk reaction what what's it about
2: Well, I was having a look today at the sort of history of censorship and that 1930s kind of why it came in and they brought in like the BBFC and all that kind of stuff to regulate it. And it was really because um, of like the Catholic Church coming in and saying you can't portray a policeman in a bad way. You can't portray, you know, uh, a teacher in a bad way. You can't portray, you know, obviously people from the church in a bad way. And it all kind of falls into this idea of... Um, not giving people autonomy, really, to just see something and be able to make that decision of, well, you know, just because this person is acting in this way, it doesn't mean that I'm going to want to do it. And I think there's a very strange sort of correlation between the idea of censorship and it being um, keeping people in line. And it, it just, I think it's crazy because I've never sort of seen um, you know, a violent scene or a scene of someone harming an animal or something and just thought, oh, my God, you know, now I've seen it. I really want to yeah, do it. Yeah, I don't want
4: to go do that. <laughs> yeah, that
0: looks then, like fun.
2: This is it. So it's always been this kind of idea of, oh, my goodness, if people see it, they will do it. And that's not what people do do really i think i mean the the issue is deeper if if you see something and you want to do it then seeing a movie is not gonna make you do it it's inside you anyway so i just think it's a very strange kind of get it twisted attitude that by hiding away all of this stuff then people won't act in a certain way that they want to do and it's this last few years particularly it seems to have gone that way again with that thinking that you know we need to just pretend that bad things don't happen and not show people this darker side of the world and of how people are and then everything will be rosy but that isn't the way it works it's just it's a bit of a strange attitude that seems to be coming back again I think sort of like it eased up a little bit sort of after people were taking the mickey out of like video nasty um you know really coming down on it hard
0: yeah um, funny I have going kind of, that up as that point because that was a big thing in the 80s
2: yeah, exactly. And then in the 90s and sort of 2000s, people were just kind of like, oh, it's ridiculous to be so hard on censorship. But I think that that attitude is kind of people are forgetting that and it's coming back in again in a big way. Um, so, yeah, it just seems to be that cyclical nature of it comes in hard. People say this is absolutely ridiculous. And then people forget that it's absolutely ridiculous and it comes in hard again. And we seem to be in the middle of a, you know, it coming in hard and censorship being a huge, huge issue at the moment.
0: Yeah,
1: Steve. Well, I mean, you talk about censorship. I mean, and uh, people saying um, that you know, if, if you watch this film, it could make you murder someone or something like that. Uh, they thought about the same when video games started coming in, didn't they? A lot of the video games. They were saying, "Oh, you know, let's put let's put a classification on these video games." And uh, I mean, horror film. If it's an 18 or an X, as I remember it, uh, XX, I think it went to didn't it, or triple X, and um, you know you you might not watch it in the cinema, but uh, like me, I am um, I spit on your grave and um, come out when I was 13, and um, it got banned in the cinemas. So what did I do? The couple I used to babysit for, the guy worked in RNAS Codrills, and he came home one night. He just "Got a good film for you tonight." I spit on your grave, so I, I was still able to see it, even though it was, it was banned um, but it's, it comes down to that old same thing I think, where there shouldn't be uh, sh- horror should not be classified as uh, the worst thing, because it comes down to the same thing, if you don't like something on television you've got thousands of other channels, if you go to the cinema and think there's a film there horror film, it should be banned why not just go to one of the other screens and watch Mickey Mouse or something
0: like that? Um, but, ta- yeah. Do you think there's a mindset with the sort of people that do this? Because we've seen over the time, the more people are repressed, the more likely they're to act out anyway, and they act out in the worst possible ways. You know, I mean? Um, like we are talking about there, the Catholic Church, look how they've conducted themselves. Mm-hmm. You know I mean? They've become a part of themselves because of their behaviour. You know, Um saying again like the same the people that preach the loudest tend to be the most vile actual in real life nasty fuckers that you'll ever come across and I um how come people don't join the dots oh we've seen this before what is with people's long-term memory that it's so bad
2: I was wondering about this today it might be sort of a controversial take, but I was thinking about that connection with um you know like people who really sort of are religious and think that people who are atheists um, I'll just horrendous, but I always say that I'd rather trust someone who is an atheist and chooses to be a good person than someone who's only being a good person because they're scared of you know what comes when they die or because they're mm. scared of a big man in the sky who might smite them down kind of thing because I did wonder is that that attitude is the is it that they're watching these things, and some people would like to do them if they didn't have this kind of moral compass that was mm. you know guided by this fear of something do they then assume that everybody else can't control themselves or you know it is this thing and i don't know it's it's it, i think the, the but two is kind pretty, of as religious
0: ju- religion just the me- vehicle me- mechanism because we're seeing it today from the other side so the anti-religious ones are the ones actually currently censoring everything
4: yeah that's true in
0: the, in the spirit <laughs> of being virtuous and good and that's what i want to get deeper into you know, yeah. it's easy, is the just the current vehicle of whatever takes power. No, I mean, it's the same person I think has that mindset that the, the they obsess over what somebody three streets away does mm. and don't worry about their own house. Yeah, um, that's what I want to kind of get into. What is it about that mindset? Um, I'm sure you've talked to those sort of people, you've encountered them in the real world. Um, can you see a pattern about their behavior or what comes out that? Just explains why they have that compulsion because it is a compulsion to do it.
1: If you remember in the 70s, we had old Mary Whitehouse. Do you remember Mary Whitehouse? Oh, yes, she was a lovely Uh, girl. She owned about everything, um, you know, uh, from cartoons right through to horror films. Um, But why? You know, again, it comes back to the old thing why watch it in the first place if you know it's going to be something that you're not going to like? um you know why would you watch a, a video nasty um if you know that you don't like video nasties um as they were in the 70s as you know um but it, it's people like that um i think um, a lot of people, a lot of them are, are like um they got nothing better to do with their lives um than um you know moan about um things that that they wouldn't normally moan about if, if they were just sensible people who, who saw sense, really.
3: I think people tend to forget that it's better to have a choice and refuse the thing that they don't like than to not have the choice. Because it really kind of, that can come full circle and bite them in the ass because if you're talking to somebody who is absolutely dead set against, you know, horror movies should be banned, Okay. What happens? What happens when people start not like the thing that they care about? you know, then, you know, the, the shoe is on the other foot, right? Now they're coming after the things that you're interested in. And now you've got a problem. Because you couldn't leave other people alone to do things that weren't harming anybody. Now look, if they're harming people, I get it, 100%. But if it's if it's something, if it's a matter of, of choosing, you know, do I read this horror book? Or do I read this self-help book? Or do I read this religious book? Or do I read this political book? Read this music book? You know, or, or, or watch the movies or whatever. Um, people forget that by saying that you can't do something just means that somebody else will have just as much capability of saying that they can't do the thing that they want to do. And I think that's the problem. They have to get their heads out of their asses and realize that it can come full circle. Um so everybody just you know, if it's not farming universe, everybody, leave it alone. Um because then we're setting a precedent for you know, who's to say what you can and can't. Um, that kind of goes against all the things that I think all of us have, have been able to enjoy for, you know, our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's important to remember, don't you somebody coming for the things that you like, go after the ones that they do, as long as
0: it's not for me. So we agree as a compulsion of this answer well maybe initially some people might think it's with good intentions but the sort of people that you know really engage in censorship it's just for the sake of it and they can't stop because once they remove the thing that they believe to be harmful they're looking for the next thing well yes yeah. i mean it's like a game.
3: game once once you you get all those pellets, you just penalties until they're gone and then what um and I think you're right. These these people that are just doing because what else have they got to do? Maybe their own backyard is a little bit too littered with things that shouldn't be. Um mm. and, and instead of addressing that, they've got to address everybody else's things because it's just too difficult to deal with. Um that's a problem. That's definitely a problem. And another part of this is I think so many of us have seen what negative reinforcement does. Negative reinforcement is like the majority of how, how societies work, how religion works. Um, it needs to be changed to positive reinforcement because then I think instead of people being afraid to act badly, they'll feel good to act positively. Um, that, that's another thing that is just ingrained in people. And I do think that it can be stifling people in that way Cycling their growth in various ways, whether it's mental, emotional, um, you know, or, or anything else, to really be a positive reinforcement rather than negative. Because instead of you know, these people are just running away, instead of running towards and and running towards in a positive way is, is much better than than trying to dealing with uh, deal with things because they're concerned about negative repercussions do things because it's the right thing to do. Not because um, it's, you're afraid of the wrong.
0: Yeah, I'm going to do something really horrendous and disgusting right now. And I'm going to quote Taylor Swift. <laughs> because, unfortunately, <laughs> I've got a van radio and her song, latest one, has been in, constantly going over. But she's got one line in the song. it's I'll stare directly at the sun, but never look in the mirror. It's always good uh, voting for the mm. anti-heroes. You know, it's about narcissists, you know, I disguise my narcissism with altruism sort of thing you know it's that's the theme of the song but that whole thing mm-hmm. yes let's let's go macro where maybe looking at the micro and like writing your own doorstep or in the when you look in the mirror the morning just okay who am i today or what's going wrong why am i dissatisfied
4: mm-hmm.
0: um but this is um as so from the like I said from the artist, it's been through the lens of religion, but it's this is just a fundamental human condition this need to just stamp on others, or I don't like this, you can't you can't have it because mm. it's something I don't like, and it's you even see it within horror. If you don't like this movie, you're not a horror fan, or yeah. if you do like this movie, you're not a horror fan. So there's actually internal censorship within the genre. Which is always mm-hmm. anything even slightly niche, I think is more. I don't know, more controlling. Yeah, that gatekeeping kind yeah, of. Yeah, a lot of gatekeeping, situation. and
1: which I think also ridiculous. Yeah. There can be some sort of um, worry between horror fans as well. Like, um, you know, friend, I always go on about Hereditary. Uh, I laughed all the way through it, but. Uh, one of my friends absolutely adored the film and he couldn't understand why I thought it was funny. Um, and as Colin does, you know, when the body floats up to the treehouse at the end I was just in
0: fits and I was, so, I was off my seat. I was just like <laughs> <done>. So
1: <there's, laughs> I think the between horror films is a little bit of
0: um, not censorship but um, Well there is because these people will go after you like the Will oh, actually yeah. jump on you in comments, and yeah. that's um, yeah, then. That's how you lose a fan. That's how you get people afraid to speak.
4: because
0: well,
1: he, he said to me, oh, "I ain't coming to the cinema with you again," because I was laughing, and I, I thought, well, I, I thought the film was funny, you know, and uh, you know, yes, it was a horror film, but um, perhaps it wasn't supposed to be
0: a comedy horror film. But uh, but how many um, of those are unintentional? You know, it's like. Uh, yeah. I was talking about the latest film I watched uh, at the cinema, Insidious, Red Door. And that vomiting scene, I was buckled. Like, I was in stitches, and the whole cinema was silent. Oh, everyone's going, oh! And I'm just like, "Ah," you know, because my my brain's broken We're watching so many horror movies, you know, it's just, that's the way you end up. (laughs) Because you've seen that scene so many times played out in the comedy and it was, like it just looked pure comedy the way they've done it. So And (laughs) that's it but with this sort of culture that's that's enough to get me kicked out of a cinema and banned and told them not a horror fan and blah 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 and you're like
2: where
0: is this mindset it's just it's mental
2: do you think it's because like since social media made it so easy for people to just or like were their opinion everywhere and then they get so used to saying their own opinion to everybody that they forget that other people are allowed their their opinions as well and sort of like um I don't know it's like people are so, so
0: brave hiding behind an avatar as well never yeah
2: and they won't allow anyone to kind of say well no actually I think this and I don't know it gets very it's just you sat behind your screen and nobody else is allowed to you know have a different opinion it's um it sort of becomes a bit of a habit for them, I think, where they just can't stand to have anyone say anything against it. And that's how they get kind of a lot of um, self-worth and kind of feel good, don't they? Like going in, sort of attacking people uh, from behind the screen, like you say. And so, yeah, maybe that's a lot of where it well, comes we actually see that
0: on your app, Damon, you know, Lot of horror fans, and you see a lot of those threads, and they just go absolutely mental. Whether there's absolutely no reason for it to be so, there's external censorship, but the internal censorship as well. Um, Hmm. what do you what is it that drives people to go that like like borderline insanity over a movie or a book? Like, it's not. It's not a life-changing spiritual event. I don't believe, you know, I can really enjoy something. I can uh, have a laugh at it and say, that's bloody really great, and I'll watch it ten times. No bother. Or I'll watch something once and be like, no. But these people are almost looking for an out-of-body experience with something as shallow, let's say, as a movie. And I'm a movie fan. I think there's a
3: few things to say, right? Um, Being like, okay, what her is a lot
0: and it's it's
3: therapeutic.
0: we're breaking um, up are we but but um is that better yeah it's better yeah okay um so i think we need to keep
3: in sight one thing that's that's important and that's um that for a lot of us her is therapeutic and i guess depending on how much somebody needs that maybe that's how much they'll defend it um, you know, I, I don't know, really, because personally, I, I, I feel like you. I, I think it's kind of silly to force an opinion on people because, look, at the end of the day, it's art. And any kind of um, creative medium is subjective, right? It, the whole idea is to reach people who it resonates with or, or to make anybody feel anything, right? So yep. at the end of the day, art has done its job. It's made people feel something. Um but I, I think it's really how how people resonate uh how it resonates with people that it kind of dictates how they react. Um you know, maybe the person who is really really gung-ho about this movie is the best thing since sliced bread, you know, maybe they really just need and and I'm not saying it's right because I don't think it is. I think it's you know, it, it's not good to stifle other people's opinions. I don't but- know,
0: but it's good to understand. This is That's what I mean. It's not the, yeah. right, sure. let's get out of that whole thing. Oh, you're, but once again, that's the type of conversation that we don't want. Oh, I like that, so you're a terrible bad person because you didn't like it, or vice versa. This is what we we'll right. want to get away from, because that's not yeah. good. And it's, yeah, we'll enough people outside the genre pushing in. Maybe mm. we need to take a step back from within the genre as well, because that's where this, it's that's not a good place to go. Yeah,
3: I mean, the majority of people, as long as nobody's forcing their opinion on anybody else, they're cool with other people's opinions. It's when you find those people who really do start to, um, like, like, like MJ said, like, start to gatekeep it, that people get defensive. And you know, one of the things that is sort of built into Slasher is respect for one another. People have to have respect for one another or they're going to be dismissed. Um, And I find that a lot of people do have respect for one another when they realize, look, this is the thing that this is how it works. Because I think a lot of the other uh, platforms don't care because they want the ad dollars and that's all they care about. So the more people who are on, the longer they're on, the more you're feeding them. Um, I'm feeding the community. I'm not, you know, I'm not filling anybody's pocket um so it it really comes down to what's the goal you know if Mm -hmm. if the goal is to to have a a good civil reasonable interaction with other people then terrific let's do it all day long um but if, if nobody cares about what those interactions are like then what's what's the what's the end game
0: yeah, it's like know, um my co host Cameron, we have ding dongs all the time over movies. Mm. The one I really love, he doesn't, it's like, you know what I mean, the conversation goes a bit, but we're still best buddies. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just putting your case forward. But at the end of the day, that's it's a bloody movie. <laughs> or it's a book, or it's a piece yeah. of artwork. Yeah. And if it was that straightforward, there would be one book, one movie, one piece of art, and that's all everybody would need in the planet.
3: Yeah, right. Right. I agree. No, no variety, um, no intellectual stimulation there. Um, there's no growth. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It's it's a very bland life to 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 have something like that, like you say.
0: Is there a way for people to self-regulate to understand when they're maybe going too far in that territory? I'll just throw it out to Everybody, obviously, you know, is there a way? Like, I am. I'm always conscious when I'm on forums. Like mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, I won't take part if I see the conversation going a certain way because I don't want to be part of that. Um, I always try to state, okay, this is why I like something. I was That's a thing I was channeling when I am giving reviews. It's important to say why you like something or as much as why you don't like yeah. something. But is there a way to self-regulate, to say, I'm going too far, I'm in that territory, put the brakes on, have a look? Uh, people are obviously afraid to look inside, but even at a superficial level, is there a few checks and balances we can maybe suggest to people when they're, commenting or talking about certain things.
2: Well, I was um, thinking it's it's nice to be passionate about something and to oh, absolutely. really That's love something. Love passion. And so I think it's hard because you really want people to be passionate about horror and about the films and about the things that they're like, but un- unfortunately it seems to be that that passion kind of makes it so that they can't take anyone saying something negative about it. And like you say, Damon, it, a lot of the time it is You know, something so personal when you connect with a horror movie or, you know, a a piece of, um, you know, anyone's creativity that's kind of horror based, it can touch people really deeply and just affect a part of them that, you know, is raw or, you know, needs to fill a bit of a void. Um, And so when people do say, you know, oh, I, I think this is terrible. I think this is rubbish. Why the hell would you like that? What kind of a person likes that? Then it really does spark something that is kind of a primal defense of this thing that is, you know, their but passion. once again,
0: is that the open salvo then that kicks it off? What's you know, I've seen both sides. I've seen somebody trash something go, that's terrible, blah blah blah. But I've also seen somebody like, I don't, there's a, it's a particular American term I absolutely hate when somebody goes, blah blah blah. I don't really like this. Fight me, (laughs) and you're like, if you were standing face to face, you wouldn't be saying that, (laughs) trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'd oblige, I've done quite a bit in my 20s.
2: But this is it's trendy to just be like divisive about stuff now it's like people will go on the internet just to pick fights so you don't actually know that you're talking to someone who does actually have an opinion about the thing either it's like <laughs> people just want to start fights sometimes don't they so like you say it's about how can you regulate yourself where you can just take a step back and say actually you know i don't need to waste my time on this i have the confidence to know that i like this thing for a reason so you can take your opinion and go elsewhere and i think that people like they don't quite know how to do that sometimes i think it's really hard for quite a lot of people to so actually... come
0: up with a few tips just office but yeah sorry I'm making his work
2: no it's <laughs> all right come, come up think...
0: with a few tips okay first of all how do we recognize it's a purely inflammatory conversation it's not actually about the movie or the book or the piece of art is there a way to recognize that straight away that somebody's just stirring the pot and the best way to do that is obviously not giving what they want yeah so do you want to start with steve your lordship <laughs> well let's, let's hear some of the upper class well, uh, you always get if,
1: if you think social media social media you you put something on social media you'll always get the trolls who mm-hmm. say something just for
0: just to get a reaction um, but can we recognize it? So, let's let's put this in perspective. Somebody makes a post. Yeah. How do we recognize that it's meant to be inflammatory, and all I want is the fight and not to talk about it? I think Top it's tip.
1: the the way they put it, the, the, the terminology that they use, because um, a true horror fan would say say it in a certain way, um, whereas a troll would go, would just try and instantly go into you to to try and rile you up and so i think it possibly is it's the way that it's said if if you were to stay online with a true horror fan and you said you know,
0: i don't know well,
1: that's what of, that's what i mean
0: i want the i want examples because i like to talk night. Saw hereditary, yep.
1: hereditary last night i laughed all the way through it and and you could say well i saw it i thought it was all right and I could say, well, all right, well, what did you like about it? And it, it would just be like a conversation like we're having here. Yeah. Whereas, whereas, a non true horror fan um, would say, oh, my bloody son took me to see Hereditary. They know I don't like bloody films. It was, it was rubbish. It was rubbish. And and try and rile the, the person up. You know, don't say it was good because, and there would be like a negative thought process to it. Whereas even if you and I didn't like the film, or I liked the film and you didn't, um there would still be that positive feeling about it. You know,
0: we well, went to we've see done it that We reviewed movies. Yeah. And we thought they were brilliant we haven't seen them in years, then we'll watch them again it's like, oh right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then as we're going through the review, it's like, oh uh, actually, uh oh uh, god and then, <laughs> But there's still good nature about it, you know, but we'll go through the plot. We've done that well, they- Damon said something about <laughs> positive reinforcement. You know. Hmm. So how do we do it? It's all right saying that out, but how do we f- actually do it? What's so the initial salvo, hmm. the opening uh, remark? What are the trigger? What are we looking for to know that it's just purely to wind people up?
2: I'm trying to I make you think a, bar- oh, sorry. <laughs> all
0: right. I, just as a, a, a thought up here,
1: um, they say uh, when you're in a job and you do a task and the boss uh, looks at that task, uh, but he thinks there's a, a fault there. You you're supposed to start off with a positive comment, then go into what's wrong with it and then end with a positive comment. Mm-hmm. You know, I think um, to recognize these tros, as the case might be, it's mostly all negative. There's no positive, mm-hmm. negative, positive feeling about it. Um, and I so think the
0: language is purely the, negative. That's horror crazy. fans
1: might start off, you know, for something. Um, well, the start the start was pretty good, um, but then it just went into absolutely rubbish. And, you know, and so this, there's that feeling of positive, negative, positive about it. Where
0: I was really some, looking forward
1: to this. So this somebody, happened. Yeah. Someone who doesn't like horror would probably go we'd probably try and roll you up from the start saying, oh, no, it's, it's rubbish, it's it's terrible. No, no, you don't want to go and see that.
0: Um so, we see yeah. horror fans do it as well. You know what I mean? It's not just non-horror fans talking about horror movies. We see horror fans put those hyperbolic statements out there about a movie. Yeah. So it's how, how we recognise it. Like mine, mine is that whole fight me thing. You just know they're looking for a an argument that's it so you just ignore that straight away um another one is if you don't like this movie you're an asshole
2: <laughs>
0: you know and that's another one just the, all right okay mate yeah no, know what you're about sorry mj you were about
2: oh, to... i was just gonna to say a lot of the things they say is like trying to embarrass you as well like um so i think that in terms of giving tips about how to not kind of have it impact you and become a big thing it's like don't ever be embarrassed about what you like own it just like okay well you don't like it but I really love it because of this this and this and don't give into that kind of being made to feel embarrassed about liking it which a lot of them do I see it all the time like oh you know oh you must be an idiot or you must know nothing about movies you must you know you must not be a true horror fan if you like this because it's not like this and that is from like you know, because they'll come in with, um, you know, big sort of horror knowledge and stuff. So it is horror fans as well who do it. Yeah, just try and embarrass you and make you feel like small because you liked a certain film or a certain thing. And it's a totally different way than just saying like, you know, oh, I laughed at this part in Hereditary. I found it really funny. And it is really kind of personal (laughs) that they get and just making you feel embarrassed. So just own it. If you like something, own it. And don't rise to it just say okay well i really loved it you don't like it that's fine i'm gonna go and watch mm-hmm. it
3: again yeah i mean things that i fear are pretty similar to what you're saying you know it it, it kind of it, it builds a verbal page around everyone and, and sort of tries to to put everybody in this box right Um, where if you disagree, you're wrong. Um, So it it is usually fairly easy to spot, but sometimes it's difficult because if somebody usually just say, um, you know, I didn't like this movie or this movie sucked or whatever, not necessarily meaning that, you know, everybody should feel the same way, just that people forget to say, you know, I feel or I think or, you know, whatever, um, that I feel this way about it. So, um, people usually forget to include that part and just go straight for it. Right. Um, mm-hmm. most of the time they usually mean it's just their opinion and they accept that and it's cool. Um, but yeah, a lot of these people, they'll just go, um, if, if somebody has a very opinion, like you said, they go right after it and it, it doesn't make sense. But what I usually do is I usually tell people, Hey, you like what you like and that's great. Um, Nobody can take that away from you because it's your opinion. That's cool. Um I don't have to agree with it. You don't have to agree with me. That's what makes the world go round, right? Mm-hmm. Um so it, it's difficult, but like you said, the the easiest way to to shut it down is you know, you in order to extinguish a fire, you take away the air. And you know, in this case, hot air. So when somebody's Saying nonsense like that, don't respond. You know, or better yet, I, I think you know. In order to avoid situations like this, from every angle,
0: before you. Um, Sorry, I missed that. Um, but...
3: um, no, what I was saying is, is I think people just need to think before they speak in general, um, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. They, you have to realize other people are going to have an opinion. People are going to react potentially, or they're going to just ignore you. One way or the other, you know, the the person who is trying to make their opinion as the the be-all, end-all, everyone else is like, wow, this person sucks. (laughs) Um, So it's important even for them to to think before they post, you know, is everyone going to think that I suck because of this? And hey, if you don't care, that's fine. But don't expect engagement on your social media profile. If you're an asshole... (laughs)
0: Um, other people get off in that as well it's the being the the character the mm -hmm. asshole type that that's they get off in the conflict
3: right Right. and and I think I think we had there's some social engineering that happens there over the past 15 years or so when you look at um, uh, like the shows like we have American Idol um, and, and all the Gordon Ramsay shows it's all based on somebody just pissing all, all, uh, you know, all over other people's work, mm-hmm. and it's that negative, you know, uh, interaction that gets a rise out of people. They get excited and, and laugh, or or whatever they do, or they get upset. Mm-hmm. It's theater. That's all it is. It's theater, and those people are benefiting financially from it. It's not real. Mm-hmm. You know? Um If if people act like that in the real world, you know, somebody's not gonna take it, they're gonna get their ass handed to them. So,
0: I blame wrestling so... for everything. That's my default.
3: <laughs> I mean <laughs> people
0: think <laughs> dialogue could wrestling or when two people are having an argument, right? And they're like, I'm gonna kick your ass and then politely hand the mic over. Right. right. So <laughs> the other person goes, I'm gonna kick your ass, hands the mic back, and you're like yeah, that's not real. <laughs> exactly.
3: exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, I think people forget that there are reasons for those interactions on, you know, on TV shows and in movies and stuff like that. It's because it's theater. Um, that doesn't fly in the real world. It just doesn't. There be bodies, every... but no. But seriously, though, um, people really need to just stop for a second and think you know, is is this really what I want to do? You know, is are the reactions going to be beneficial in any way? Is that what you're looking for? Like, you have to just think about what the goal is. And if the goal is just to be a troll, okay, fine. Then that's that's what you're going to do. You're going to be a troll. People are going to throw you back under the bridge, and that's going to be that.
0: Mm-hmm. Just, but are people not getting more wise? This is my, my concern. And this is where the sort of censorship to get too caught up in that once again this being virtuous nonsense where if you're having to worry about being virtuous then you have to look indoors if that's your concern about how good they look you know as in how pure of heart they look to people then Mm. you've got a problem because i'm a gobshite you probably twig on not anyone's (laughs) watched this channel for a while that's just me (laughs) i'm comfortable that (laughs) social,
1: social media is getting so restricted now about what you can and can't say. So, um, in a way, it, you know, if you were to put something about how good a horror film was and and, and describe one of the scenes in it, chances are you, they're going to come and say it goes against their community standards for
0: describing how bad this this yeah. scene was. Um, you know, funny, enough, that's one of the points. Um, do we have to completely change our language to fit in with a social media algorithm? Because nine times out of ten, it's not a human that's a words. Uh, the yeah. So, yeah, they're using AI.
3: AI. I, mean, I haven't run into any situations where it's been written. The situations I've run into repeatedly are all visual. So the, the AI can't tell the difference between special effects makeup and a crime scene. It, it's incapable of doing that. Um, and that's why human moderation is important, because there needs to be context. AI doesn't understand context yet. It's operating maybe at like a third grade level at best. So in order to have that it's
0: context. It's good. You know, okay.
3: Ah. Right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you, you need people right now, right? Like if, 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 if you have two friends that are, you know, posting to each other and one of them calls the other one an asshole and the, one, the other one laughs about it, there's context there. Nobody was offended, you know? Nobody was was hurt. It's two friends who are, you know, getting along, and, and you know, just
0: bothering each other.
3: Yeah, they're, they're they're just giving. If you, you sh- sh- if
1: you sh- if you send it to Colin, and I didn't like it, I can report it, even though you might like it,
0: Colin. <laughs> and then the both of us get banned, <laughs> <laughs> and that's the that's the way this craziness. But and um, um, that was another point I actually wanted to bring up. Not just the the algorithm. though no, that's part of the thing it's just not intuitive whatsoever and nine times out of ten i've i've suffered this on bloody facebook i'm not even promoting my own stuff promoting other people's authors that come on the the podcast and we do segments you know narrative fiction and i'm promoting their books because that's kind of a oh well thanks for uh sharing your work so obviously i Mm -hmm. do posts and put it on share to them and number of times facebook's like oh this goes against our community standards and then the minute i push back it's it's dealt with no problem It's got to the point I'm not even polite about it anymore. I'm like, you idiots. You morons. You know this is not the case. Oh, right. Sorry about that. And that's it. Fixed. (laughs) Then I just got to the point. I don't care. But what about the people that actually, they purposely join horror groups Mm -hmm. and forums to complain about and report the material? Like, that's their sole purpose. Mm. Like what? What is that mentality about? I don't go on the romance um, groups and forums. I'm just trying to, or other things that you know. I've, I've become less and less interested outside of horror as the years go on because it's just trite. <laughs> and I'm getting enough from the horror genre because there's just so much there. But yeah. there's these people will actually go purposely looking for the enemy, you know the thing they don't like, but the opposite, and that's their pure Not purpose: pure, the report.
1: Pure. Why? to up? It's like the, the um page on Facebook. People do that. They, they join it and then complain about the posts that are on there. And the number of times Facebook have gone, Ah, Sycopedia, we've had this report. We're going to shut you down for a while. And then, you know, and then nothing comes of it. And the Sycopedia page comes up. I, I like Sycopedia, I think, because you get the funny photos up. Of-
0: just I haven't me. seen that in years. I <laughs> um, didn't think it was still going. It's, it's, Like
1: you said, it's the same with horror groups. There's horror pages on there. and and the in the title? Yeah. Um, and uh, they'll just, you know, press the report button because, you know, there's a scene of someone standing over on the poster with a knife or something like that. Um and then it goes through all the algorithms of, oh, it's, it's inciting violence and things like this. And, um yeah, I, I don't understand the mentality of it. If it it's, it's the old saying, isn't it? If you don't like what's on TV, change channel. But well, why, why go on to a horror group? Go, and, go on the Mickey Mouse um, page, you know, where... um But, but even you- saying that, even Mickey Mouse was... um wasn't he in 1931 or something? Um, because the the cartoon was too violent, I've got it written here somewhere.
0: um well, so sure it's it? even done it with Tom and Jerry, but that's as our point later on about you know... yeah.
4: <laughs> Jerry <Jared laughs> yeah, doing... uh, Looney
1: I mean,
0: see it? Show it. I'm sure yeah, I saw it oh yeah, I remember that, that was ages ago. Uh, uh, so funny. Yeah. So, so um, well, I that up. MJ, any uh, thoughts No those sort of people? I'm thinking you've experienced them as well.
2: Yeah, I mean sometimes they don't just do it they feel like they have to do it I think sometimes because they do feel like they're doing something that's good. Um, so to them, you know, it's they really do feel like this is a terrible thing that people are putting these books out that have violence in but then it makes me frustrated because instead of just spending hours protesting against books that are just fiction there's so many things that they could do against real violence in the world or like stand up against that but they don't they choose to just target the easy option which is going for people who write books and publish indie works and things like that Why not put that energy and that effort and that time into actually going after real, well, not going after them, but, you know, protesting against real violence in the world? It just, it baffles me. It makes me so frustrated because they don't even think about that. It's just, oh, this is something that I can really get behind and attack these people putting out films and putting out books that don't actually harm anybody. But. You know, no. It's they'd rather just waste hours doing something that doesn't make any difference in the world at all. It just annoys people, and it's pointless. And... Yeah. Oh, and to as you
0: know from previous discussions, and I've discussed many, you know, many horror creators. These combative people on the planet, like yeah. actual horror creators, are like the complete antithesis to the work. Yeah. And I've I've yet to see you know. I've seen enough evidence now you know what I mean the percentages of that is true and it's becoming more the norm the rule that you know if you're tend to be a horror creator you, you delve into the darkness well it tends to level out your personality so the mm. actual thinking you're inciting violence actual violence real world is couldn't be further from the truth. Mm. One, one of my... I've got but the chat. York, sorry, just because I, was, I want to give everybody a chance. Oh, you yeah. went so far with seeing this in social media that you created your own app. Like that's a big step, and that's actually a lot of work and effort to take from a what I would say as a frustration to actually try and do something out of it. What, what was the turning point for you? Was it this sort of behavior, or was it something else? It was a combination of things for
3: us, really. Um, the first it was all about, um, you know, this community needs something better. Um, and then, you know, I, I, I sort of spent some time, put pen to paper to figure out, okay. Um, and then I started to see other things. Um, I would see things like the Soska sisters got banned on Twitter. Why? Um, are oh, the comic
0: book artists? No, no, no. Uh,
3: Oscar, um, did you say? Jen, Jen and Sylvia Soska? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, they did yeah, they're comic, comic artists. Right. Yeah, they, they did um, American Mary and, and those movies, too. Um, they, I think they did See, See No Evil, You're No Evil 2. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, they, they got banned. I'm like, what did they do? Twitter allows porn. What's happening here? Like... Let's figure out our priorities, you know. Um, where's the line? So I found that. Then one day I was searching. Um, I, was, I was just trying to figure out how to do better on, on social media. So I searched for the hashtag par on Instagram. And what I saw pissed me off so incredibly much that the the rebellious side of me just sort of burst through and, and said, you know what, fuck all these people, I'm done. Um, if you search the hashtag horror on Instagram, I think it's Facebook now.
0: Um, or it's, Facebook or Instagram, did you say?
3: I think it's both at this point. Right, it used oh. to just be Instagram.
0: I was... Mm, Go ahead, keep talking, the, I'll do it.
3: The implication there. And I'm I'm really interested to see your reaction here because this is the first time you'll be seeing it. I was shocked and so pissed off because it implies that anybody who is into horror is a problem to society. Either we're going to hurt ourselves or we're going to hurt someone else. That is a gigantic issue that I have.
0: Words that you're searching for are often associated with sensitive content. If you're going through a difficult time, we've gathered some resources from experts that we hope can help. Get support. Big blue button. <laughs> See results anyway, you sicko weirdo. Oh my god! Well, show the fucking results and shut up. Nobody asked them. You know,
3: I mean, th- this is the thing that I have a problem with. Like, that's, they're this, they're that's censoring. It, they're censoring an entire genre of of art. Okay, mm-hmm. they don't have to like it. Nobody has to like anything. Um, but the fact that they're taking that extra step to say, "Are you okay?" Are people around you okay? That's a huge, huge, huge problem. And I cannot yeah. state that hard enough.
2: No, Under this the is the of... whole
0: crux of this conversation. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's that, can we help? It's so patronizing. It's so like, oh,
0: right. fuck off. I'm sorry. I'm a, gr- exactly. I'm a fully grown adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've uh, served in the forces. I've been a few tours. I've uh, grown up in a gnarly part of the UK, which wasn't too pleasant for a while. I've seen more in the real world than any horror book can uh, show me. Yeah, and I'm all right. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the worst part of my life is going through two marriages. That's you know what I mean. I've <laughs> I've um I've lived life. I'm all right. I think I can cope with a few horror movies and books and images. Yeah. Bloody hell! How, like you said, how patronising. I'm annoyed.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm angry. So- now? I I wasn't expecting yeah. to actually get. Raj doing this I, I thought it would be sensible but fuck off yeah. You bastards
2: But I think that is so Dangerous for children as well if, if kids don't grow up actually seeing the real world Then when they get a bit older And it all comes blasted in Because they've oh, never actually it, seen it, it in, it in real life
0: 30 something 40 something yeah. adult babies
2: it's just dangerous, I think. You know, it's like the, the grim fairy tales that have been, you know, told for you know a couple hundred years. All of those fairy tales that it came from were all about horror and about what people mm-hmm. might experience in life, and it's just being censored now. It's absolutely ridiculous.
3: And horror was yeah, always, always the warning.
2: Yeah, yeah. They they the just they've taken them and modernized them, which means they've taken all of the bad stuff out, and it's mm-hmm. oh, it's just pathetic. It's awful. And then people can't cope, you know, when you know someone dies in their life or they see a car accident or something. They're just absolutely broken because they've just never had any experience of you know, being eased in gently by just experiencing all of the crazy films and books that we consumed in the 80s and 90s.
0: (laughs) But I would say it goes deeper than that. People can't manage their own lives. Yeah. People actually, and you see the sort of ones, and you can correct me if you think I'm going off here, but the same people that are crying and want to cancel people and that you look at their home lives and they're, they can't manage their household for a start. They can't hold down a job. They can't have, they don't have any actual friendships. They're all digital friendship. They don't actually have any real world connections with other human beings. Am I going too far or over generalizing? Just tell me if you think I'm, but that's, that's what I've sort of seen. especially for the most egregious of these sort of folks that that's, their sort of posts always whoa, whoa, poor as me. I can't pay my bills this month. Can you help? You know, blah. and that's the pattern I see time and time again. Yet somehow they think they have the right to dictate to me as a grown adult what I can enjoy or what I appreciate, and I find that disgusting. Mm-hmm. Um, am I too far off here, or how are we feeling about that? The easiest way to make people a
3: place is to give them. The ability to rely on others until they cannot rely on themselves. Like, um, I've seen this in many different aspects. Of life. I'm not saying it's not important to help people; it absolutely is. No, but, no. Once again, this is one of absolutes, right? But when when <clears throat> when the when it's being made normal that people are being spoon-fed things, and I'm not talking about people who need financial assistance or medical assistance i'm not talking about that i'm talking about just in general i'm talking about very broad strokes here Um, just you know when when you make it too easy for people to not rely on themselves anymore Um, and and i'm talking about like i'll use myself for an example okay when when i have if, if i'm doing a job right and then I had somebody working for me. Um, I came to rely on them. And then they had stopped working for me. They moved to another job. And I found it harder for me to get back into my job because I relied on them. So I wasn't used to it. I, 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 I leaned on them too much. And that was my fault. Um, so I just had to figure, okay, I either do this or I don't. And so that's the kind of situation I'm talking about um is is that reliance on the outside when it becomes you know we get too comfortable and um and it's difficult it's very difficult and I don't think people choose to do that. I think it just it happens. Um but I think it's important to be aware of. It. Um so you know take that for what it were. Um you know, like I said, it's it's you know, I'm, I'm not referring to people who are like in, in welfare situations and things like that.
0: That's a completely different situation. Oh yeah, that's once again yeah. this isn't about uh yeah you know I mean you can't tar everybody's circumstance is different. But I've just noticed right. with these sort of people that are so adamant about right. like taking part in the council culture or taking part in censorship, that yeah. seems to be the pattern that they just can't Get there, and like we said, I think it's that they can't look inside, so their yeah. their windows, their glass houses are broken. Yeah, and they continue to throw the stones, and it's just the it's like extreme examples show extreme patterns.
4: Mm.
0: But obviously, life's life, we all have it. You know, what I mean, none of us get through life unscathed. Yeah. That's you know, but it's most of us, I think, are reasonably thinking that we can take that and rebuild up again, and that's where story and art comes in as well. Could you see examples of people's lives falling apart? And then you see the negative, especially in horror. Horror is that uncomfortable feeling. So you see somebody's life has fallen apart, and they then react it through negative. They could become a serial killer, they'll dabble in dark magic and open up the, you know, they'll go into the crypt they shouldn't do and read the book, bound in human flesh, written in blood, you know, that you shouldn't do, if you're thinking rationally. So horror shows us those examples of how things go wrong. This is how not they react to it, because it goes badly. Right. But with censorship has taken away our ability to read those stories, to see those examples. Mm-hmm. And that is a part of that reliance that people are getting that point of, oh, please tell me what I should think. Please mm-hmm. tell me what I should like. I don't want to have to do this myself. It's uncomfortable. But what is the difference between
1: seeing something on film but going into Waterstones and picking up the book or... Because you can read about it. In, in fact, some of the books are worse than the films because they censor them. You can read about it. But surely, you know, if, if you were that serial killer who only liked horror and things like that, you don't have to see the film. You can read about it and read it in more detail. Um, if 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 you take one, one... I've got a chat on my website. And people can contact me through Messenger and things like that. And some uh, woman from New Zealand said to me, I'd hate to meet you in real life. And I put, why? I'm quite a nice guy in real life, you know. <laughs> I'm not a serial killer. Um, but, yeah, I'd hate to meet you in real life. She, she was complimenting my books. And, you know, and she, she uh, they run a book club and everything. And she said, but I'd hate to meet you in real life. Because the cab- how they really think that I was the book they were reading at the time was Sins of the Father and in that um to get rid of a witness he throws her over
0: and Oh yeah he goes
1: mental with the prom and
0: everything else yeah and, you know.
1: then he then he thinks what am I gonna do with the baby so he chucks the baby for it twelve um and she saw that as as quite horrific and she um she thought that that's the sort of thing that I would do. Um, you know, I'd hate to meet you in real life. And I was, Yeah, okay. But what I'm saying is, if that was put into a film, perhaps that bit would be cut out. Um, because, you know, violence against children is a big no-no, as we know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but they could still
1: read about it in my book.
2: Um,
0: but they're going after their books now as well. You see that, you know, and it's... There's two things, right? There's always been, like, we talked about the video nasties, like the official censorship. So, so yeah. we'll maybe try and spend that. There's the official censorship, which has always been at Loggerheads about horror. So I had the whole video nasty phenomenon went on for over a decade till like, late 80s or the 90s, where, like, I was talking to Cameron, he couldn't get over that there's movies that he watched that I couldn't as a kid unless they were sneaked mm-hmm. over yeah. because of the, like, draconian uh, censorship. Over yeah. in the UK, it was mad, like in the eighties, just. But we still got to see them because thanks to Scotty's coming back from Germany, <laughs> <laughs> there was always a ready supply. <laughs> so it didn't stop it, and it didn't stop the, the want for it,
4: mm-hmm.
0: or the desire. In fact, it made it more desirable. Yeah, I think it made me a horror fan quicker. If I'm honest, mm-hmm. that's naughty. You can't have it. Oh, really? Okay, give me more. <laughs> but then you've got this is it a new phenomenon because of social media or has it always been there of like community censorship?
3: There. I mean, at least since I can remember, you know, we've, we've always had, since I was young, we've always had organizations trying to censor something that they didn't like. Right. We, we had, you know, thanks to one, one group here, we have these, um, you know, advisory labels on music. Well, we did until physical media disappeared. Um, And, and, you know, the, the the tape, the records, the CDs were all labeled. That uh, parental advisory. And um, that was, um, that was something that happened in the eighties. You know, it was happening to rap. It was happening to metal. It was happening to, you know, Want really. Um, and like he said, when you tell somebody they cannot have it, what is the first thing they're going to do? Even if they didn't want it before, they're going to want it. Mm-hmm. Because it's a taboo at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you've made... It reminds me of that scene in, uh, in Beetlejuice where there's a great big arrow pointing to it. You know, if you want to... If you want to make something go away, talking about it and it goes away. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the fastest way to accomplish that. If you want to keep something around, keep talking about it and you're going to accomplish the goal of keeping it around. Um, so, and, and actually, it's making it more popular as well. So um, during those, those, for, for in the music industry of of this, this stuff needs to be labeled. It became um, you know, all these Christian groups that were fighting for this, saying, Okay, you know, we, we don't want our children to suffer through this this horrible thing. Okay. Meanwhile, they've got alcoholics at home, still abuse in front of them every day. How is like how is escapism through storytelling the problem? Hmm. Um you know, I think people like like we, we said before look in their own backyard, in their own mirror. They just look at everything else and have no idea of how self-aware they need to be. Mm-hmm. And by avoiding all that kind of thing, you know, you're you're creating a bigger monster for yourself. Um. And and. and who, um... No, it's, um, it's... very stupid
0: things and they just they 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 make it worse, yeah. Well, there's um, I remember Guns N' Roses albums <laughs> flipping, yeah, warning censorship. Now it's in the bloody radio, it's a most, most toast band, yeah. Some of their lyrics, it's all, well, their lyrics are all the same. It's all about getting drunk and stoned. That's it, yeah. That's that's the entire Guns N' Roses catalog up flipping, uh, play players now in the radio and people are all like oh
2: you're, you're a devil worshiper brother. and you're like yeah all right but I always think as well like a lot of it is a smoke screen because the media don't actually want you to focus on something else so the focus is oh my god this thing's terrible this is what we want you all of your eyes to be on and it's hiding something it's like um the Hungerford massacre when there was all the censorship going on and people were saying that he did it because he was like watching these movies and listening to the music um and they pressed that because they didn't want it reported that the police were slow to act they'd had a lot of phone calls come in saying there's a guy with a gun wandering around Hungerford and he's killing people and because there was a telecommunications error um you know it took a long time to come out it was kind of like a not, not to the extent of a H- Hillsborough situation, they weren't blaming the victims, but it was let's blame this, you know, these movies that this guy who did it has been watching because we don't want the attention to be on the fact that the police were slow to act on that point. And it does seem to be that there is quite a lot of that with censorship, you know, it's always to hide something else. So they want your attention and they want you to get up in arms about this thing that doesn't actually really matter because it's hiding something that is mm-hmm. higher up and more impactful on everybody's lives and I think that's another thing that we should say to people who do get carried away with thinking that you know putting a blight on all of these things uh, that do stretch your mind a bit and that do make you think oh my god that's shocking why are you being told that you cannot see it what is the reason behind you being you know it being thrust upon you that this is terrible and this is so bad and is there something that you should be looking past and that should be the real thing that you're up in arms about it's it's just you know the smoke screen a lot of the time for a bigger issue and it's frustrating again.
0: I don't understand why people watch mainstream media especially mm. today and think that it's impartial or doesn't
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know it's a, even trying to be newsworthy it's the most hyperbolic just guff uh, and mm. the talking heads are the most bland you know their they are nothing about them. Yeah. Um same as Hollywood. Like who the hell looks at Hollywood and thinks, Oh, they're the they're the best of the best. It's
2: Yeah. And Perfect so example when, <laughs> Yeah.
0: Um when they try to do podcasts or come on to YouTube, you know, when the pandemic and stuff, the pro they, they failed miserably because they've no they've no actual personality in and we tells them what to say there's nothing there and yet people still hold these people up as if what they're speaking is the truth no they're being told by their handlers what they read off an key and they're they just pretend to be passionate about it and when everyone's telling you one thing and there's no discerning voice and this is back the they're doing it with horror and they've always done it with horror why we're still getting back bi- why people still buy into it especially mm-hmm. horror fans that's a bit that bakes my noodle it's actual horror fans like believe this stuff and don't go yeah, but they were saying this about this movie, and I'm not a serial killer, so should I really be believing them? And it, why can't people make that connection
4: hmm.
0: along the way?
3: Not how to discern the difference between fantasy and reality. Um, and even when the, those two things are fully discerned, um don't know how to think briefly anymore um, because what I was talking about before, we are spoon-fed so much. No matter which side of the fence you're on, you are being spoon-fed every minute if you're paying attention to any form of media, and mm-hmm. it's really, really difficult for anyone to have their own mind. And you know, you'll have you'll have people here, for example, who say, oh, "I'm a free thinker." No, you're fucking not. You pay attention to the media and you're saying you're a free thinker because somebody else said it. You're not actually thinking freely. And that's part of the problem is that people are just made to believe their own or someone else's bullshit. And that's the problem. Teach people the difference between fantasy and reality. Teach people how to find facts.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Then we'll we'll be able to have reasonable conversation. But until then, you know, it, it's it's a struggle. Because information is, is is just, it's immediate. So there is no, it's, it's really hard to tell the difference between fiction or something in between. Um, like, it, we're expecting yeah. It's and taken some, me
0: three years to have this yeah. conversation with this podcast going. And I've tried to broach the subject multiple times with like a whole plethora yeah. of people. I've had hundreds of people now involved with this show. And Mm. nobody wants to talk about it. Is that part of the reason? Because what do I think? They're they're waiting to be told. And if I was to lead the conversation, they would nod their head. But when I try to, what do you actually think? And Mm. that's the times I get frustrated during interviews. It's like, what do you actually think? Not the Mm. soundbite that I've heard a hundred times before. Or listen to me because I'm a gobshite and have a big mouth and a microphone. And just nod your head along with me because I talk loudly sometimes. But trying to get people to actually formulate their thoughts. Do the BBFC have a book of
1: guidelines? And if if they're reading these guidelines, you know, um, the first guy might think differently to the second guy, to the third woman, to the fourth woman, um, on how to interpret the guidelines. So, uh, you might get someone, oh, yeah, that'll be a 15. And you might get someone out saying, oh, yeah, no, that's going to be an 18. You might get someone, we could get away with a PG, um, you know, and just just how do they come to the conclusion that it's got to be an 18 horror film? Are they actually saying, oh, it's a horror film, straight to 18, you know, or I know some get to 15, don't
0: they? I but, think the name horror, I know I, I think that's a lot of the – that. That name just invokes so much in people. That's something I actually wanted to talk about you know next was that the whole idea, the horror genre is that uncomfortable feeling. It's it's the most emotive of the the genres.
4: Mm.
0: It, it, it actually forces you most times because it covers everything. You know, when you get social commentary, you have back in the day, you've got the thought of and you've even got ambiguous characters who are not necessarily good or evil. Put into a situation, and as I don't know, ghosts are stupid. That's the official stance of this channel. So, the nine times out of ten, the ghost doesn't make sense why it's going, woo, you know. So, you have to try and think yourself why this is happening. Horror fans sometimes have problems trying to muddle through that. That's why we have these weird conversations and hyperbolic, you know, fights, you know, just using hyperbolic statements. How difficult is it then for somebody outside horror to understand this genre? And is it that uncomfortableness that's brought forward that you have to actually think for yourself? Is that what revulses them so much?
4: Um.
0: Damon, we've what? lost you there. We're not getting... Better? Yeah, that's better, yeah. <laughs>
3: I think it's a really difficult question to answer because I do think there's a lot of subjectivity. Um, so, you know, you can take one person and they may be one way. You could take another person, they may be completely the opposite, but still have the same opinion. Um, that's why I find it a little difficult. Um, but, uh, okay. I don't think it's though.
0: Yeah, it's like if we talk about a movie, we could all like a movie, but we we'll like different aspects of it. And um, we mightn't agree about you know or taking certain scenes or thoughts of the character. No, and that's what makes an interesting, lively conversation. Mm. That's that's why I enjoy. You know, that's why I was. I don't like debate because debate implies there has to be a winner. I like discourse because then we're we're getting to the meat and bones. Mm. And if horror fans find that difficult, how impossible is it for people outside of horror to understand this genre? And most importantly, how do we bloody challenge it? Because mm. I'm sick of being labelled. As you know some inbred psychopath who can't discern fantasy from reality just because i happen to like more the the darker aspects of things and i think the darker aspects of things helps me level out as a person because i can appreciate that and laugh and then i've no desire to do anything outside because i've got my catharsis but people just label us and we can't seem to get past it and what do we do as horror fans the challenge of how do we, without being censoring ourselves or having this fake fluffiness, it's something I worry about. As I said, a lot of horror creators are nice people, but some can be overly nice because they're overcompensating.
1: It's going and back we to Don't what,
0: become that. But don't become the thing we
1: hate. It's going back to what I just said just now. Um, you know, if you have this BBFC and group that decides what it should be, um you know you might get half dozen people on there that like comedies or period dramas so who's representing the horror on on the BBFC to say oh you know this is my point of view on yeah. on this horror film um you know j- just how how is
0: it governed what
1: what guidelines Should the
0: title horror not be enough mm-hmm. Yeah the, the people are steering as of what they're about to watch or read or look at Yeah
2: but i think there is that judgmental thing about it isn't there because you say horror and people will immediately just be like oh no but it's like one thing that i do to counteract it is to say well did did you see anything worse than that in game of thrones for example i mean
4: mm-hmm.
2: there's a more gory scene that i've seen in game of thrones but that's fine mm-hmm. because it's not under the horror genre whereas people will come at something that's just horror movie and has a slight bit of gore in, or a slight suspenseful scene and just be like oh god no, can't possibly watch it whereas when it's portrayed to them in a different form like oh this is a fantasy or this is an action Action
0: movies are the worst They're all over it What what have we seen and and the big thing about horror movies obviously not just the suspense or the creature but the kills obviously that's what horror is, the staple horror what we're known for but what Type of kill has been played out in horror that hasn't been played out in action. We've seen people like we're brought up Disney. There, we've seen people in Disney be decapitated. Um, Star Wars. We've seen people get their arms cut off. Star Wars. Um, If if you think when people get run through with swords, um, Princess Bride. When Rambo Two came out. There was
1: a big thing about how many people he killed and how yeah. he killed them. It was it was it was quite a huge thing on on you know the television. Oh, Rambo! That you know we're thinking on banning it and everything mm-hmm. because he kills seventeen people. Well, it's Rambo. Uh, you know he's he's an ex uh, Vietnam war vet and you know he, he's he's got a bit of a thing with you know. Uh, and the guys hunted him down, and, and you think nowadays to kill seventeen people in that way would be nothing. Mm. Um, yeah. So what's what's changed as well? You know why back in them was it not acceptable, and why now it's more acceptable? Well, do you think and you it's still,
2: it still not more... acceptable in
0: horror.
1: Have these guidelines yeah. changed, and it's well, still do... not acceptable in horror? Yeah.
2: Do you not think the Rambo thing was more about the political? Commentary in it. That's why they didn't like it, and that's why they didn't want people yeah. to see it. Because yeah, but then, like you said the about the media, it, wasn't
0: it? focus on that one aspect and detract yeah. from the actual conversation.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. The um, my my
1: other answer is "Where well, do you want to go on holiday?" I says, I, "I want to go to Vietnam just so I can say when I was in
0: Nam." <laughs> 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 God, it's uh... yeah, but that's what I mean. Why did why other franchises get away with that, and yet we still get labeled, and it's still the same. It's the same boring conversation. It doesn't change. Part of that maybe because
3: as much as horror movies make Hollywood and big studios, um I don't think that. The governing bodies want to admit that there's any value there, because it's not done in the artful way that's up to their standards. Um, there are many horror movies that are perfectly artfully done, um, but who are you asking about art? You know, that's that's really the the, the question I think, um, because if you have somebody who is very pretentious
0: and only likes a 24 yeah. stuff for example would be sure we,
3: we could call it that
0: yeah but you know in a 24 kind of goes into that sort of um film.
3: you know yeah maybe maybe they'll look more fondly upon one of those movies versus slumhouse for example um so i think it really just depends on who you're asking um So yeah, if if you're asking people who don't like horror movies to give them ratings for other people, you know, that's kind of subjective. Um, I don't know how subjective ratings are here. I think that they're more objective because it has to fit within um, certain parameters. Like there's, uh, you know, there's certain nudity in it or there's certain amount of, uh, you know, Wearing in it or something like that, or there's a certain amount of violence or blood in it.
0: I present um, to you action movies.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean... Under Sage, like I- Boobies Knit. Right. This, this channel's a fan of boobies, you know, hands up. We, we, we maintain our 30% KPAs of movies with boobies in them. Mm.
4: Religiously.
3: We <laughs> um, made that objective when it comes to certain
0: content, or is it just really a subjective thing? Do horror fans... That's the thing as well, because hmm. are horror fans only the one type of person that only exists in the one sphere of um, society? Like, are there no horror fans that can be part of um, classification boards? Are there no horror fans in the corporate world? Are there no horror... Are, are all horror fans just working in retail on a Saturday. You know, are we all, like, under the same, you know, brush? Is that it? We're just the generic model? We, a lot of us
3: hide ourselves from the rest of society, as I've come to find through people who have joined Slasher. You um, don't know how many people I've come across who have said, I could finally, like, be myself. I don't have to hide what I like or who I am. Hmm. Um, that was a really, really difficult thing because i'm so disappointed in humanity at this point when i heard with like kinds of people
0: that's to make you feel like you can't enjoy fiction i wouldn't bring us up on work and anyway, I, mean, I wouldn't bring up the fact that i'm a podcaster on yeah. and talk about horror or, or write about a yeah. horror now and again I, I wouldn't bring it up because i know what i'm gonna get
3: exactly exactly and that that's an incredibly disappointing facet of society in my opinion um because what kind of people really have to take issue with it to a degree where people need to worry about it and and feel like they have to hide it that's that's really really difficult um and and i'm just glad that i don't feel that way myself i feel incredibly fortunate that i don't have i feel like i have to live that way um if my life was different, I might, you know. Um, I can't imagine how difficult.
0: No, it fully simplifies. It's like I said, I've been there, and especially uh, uh working a lot, uh, over the time, working on a sort of public sector places not in conformist institutions. You do not you know, because the minute you set yourself aside, that's it, you're a pariah. Yeah. Um, and we all, but we have a right. Like what we like, and we we'll have a right to exist in society, whatever mm-hmm. level or area we should have the right to pursue what we do. Not everyone's gonna be a full-time horror creator, yeah. you know. I mean, that's you know, I mean, that's just reality. As much as I mm-hmm. try to encourage people to create, even if it's not for profit, you know, we're we're all don't don't have that luxury, yeah. Um, but we shouldn't be. Banished from society, but there's this thing of oh, and the same people are talking virtue and equality and all them words, are then the most horrendous and nasty towards horror fans,
4: mm-hmm.
0: which is why I don't understand the the sort of guff that's come in lately in the horror because we're already the weirdos and freaks and the outcasts, and as long as you enjoy what we enjoy, you're welcome. You know that's always been the case. So mm-hmm. it's always funny when people try to interject that word nonsense in the horror genre. It's like it just falls flat in its face. Because everyone's like, "What? Nah, go away!" <laughs> you know. It's, you, obviously, you get the troll. The troll loves it. They, they just uh, they're there for the argument, like we said, and that's why we need to start recognizing them and not feeding them. I
2: think it's that underlying judgment, isn't it? It's like the one genre where people find it really difficult to separate the fact that it is just someone who's writing a fiction or you know creating a a fiction movie and it's not actually their opinion and it's not actually that they want to go out and do that stuff whereas people can read you know like a thriller a Patricia Patricia Cornwell or something Mm -hmm. where she describes something so gruesome and horrendous and they don't have that same kind of attack response to it whereas when it falls into the horror genre it oh, seems gosh. to be people's heckles are just up immediately and they just take it very personally and it's a strange kind of judgmental attitude people have about horror
0: yeah I suppose my question is i don't want horror to become mainstream don't ever think that because the minute it becomes mainstream it's dead it becomes like everything else that goes mainstream just becomes bland sanitized boring out of the thing but should we what should our reaction be? I suppose that's a question I want to ask. Should we always be trying to combat this, or should we just revel in it? Well, so
3: there's a couple of ways of thinking, right? Like you've got your way of thinking about it, um, but it, it depends, really. I think it really just depends on how it's handled, because what the okay, so anybody that's created anything in power that become valuable started somewhere right stephen king for example um he sells tons and tons of books okay um you know uh damian leone he's a great example he is a huge up-and-comer um you know after terrifier came out his trajectory was was set
0: um so as long as he reigns it back for of Fire 3, because there's so far the conversation about that whole genre he needs to, he needs somebody in his ear going, whoa, put the brakes on. Son. But but <laughs> I mean I think he the point there. Yeah. He's keeping
3: it the way he wants to do it. At least I think so. I, I don't think anybody is is whispering is in his ear. Um so when you have movies that do that that are from mainstream studios, um let, let's face it. Nightmare on Elm Street was definitely mainstream. Um, the new Halloween movies definitely mainstream. Um,
0: Sorry, I was sitting not, like there for a second. <clears throat>
3: <laughs> no, I'm not commenting on their quality. I'm just commenting on the fact that they're I out know, there. Just,
0: just started. And, and
3: big studios are really putting money behind this. So I really do think, and look, A24, they're they're. They're making movies that are incredibly mainstream. Um, so, it's um, There's plenty of room for everybody to get something they like at it. Whether they like the more highbrow stuff like A24 is putting out, or they like the real down and dirty stuff like trauma. Um I really do think that there's the kind of stuff for everybody. Um, it just depends on who's making the content. And if we have enough people making content, everybody's going to get plenty of stuff they're going to enjoy. So, personally, I think it's great to grow the community, to grow the genre, and to give people opportunities to make the content. Every, every you know, person who is an author can, you know, reach the upper echelons of, of, of becoming a bestseller. You can do that. It's just, it takes time, it takes practice, it takes getting out there. Same thing with movies, you know, I mean, you know, if you've got the 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 studio behind you, if you've got the money behind you, whatever it is, it's possible to do it. But everybody has to start somewhere. You've got to pay your dues, you've got to bust your ass and do the work. You've got to get out there and try and fail to succeed. Um, you know, you're you're going to make a lot of shit you're going to pay attention. You're going to go, what did I do? That was shitty. And then you're going to have another opportunity because that community that's interested in the content is still there. So I'm all from growing the, the community and the genre. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I think it just creates more opportunity for people to become successful and make careers out of what they love versus, you know, just kind of scrounging for, for so many years. Um, it's difficult to become a, an artist and be successful, but by having people who are interested in, um, what you do, that makes it easier. It, it just becomes a matter of reaching. Them. And then you can scale from there. Um, but you can, those people know where to reach them, know how to reach. Them. Um, that's, the part that's hard right now because they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on Twitter. Um, They're not on any of those things. And you've got to dig and look and, you know, lift three rocks. Because Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, they make it hard. They make it really hard for for creators like you guys to be, you know, not only do you have the algorithms that are challenges all by themselves, where you have to practically work. And create content both time in for Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, until the algorithm cares enough to pick you up, and then oh, they reward you with crumbs. You know, you're you're working for them so that they can sell more apps. and then they decide slowly, depending on how much people like you, throw crumbs your way. That sucks. Um, you know, and and then if you try to use the hashtag. You're so I mean, it's really, really difficult for 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 hard creators to be discovered these days. Unless you've got a lot of money backing you, you're gonna have a hard time. So I don't envy anybody who's trying to do it these days. Um, I am trying to work on a solution though. Um because I, I am finding that it is possible for people to do what they wanna do. Find one another to connect and to to symbiotic relationship um these right.
0: To- oh yeah that's that's one thing about we little have little loads little of little independent little... creators on this show I always say we need more creators not less in terms of filmmaking there's a golden opportunity right now because this strike it's on it's gonna you mightn't see it right this minute but come September October there's gonna be a whole stop the movie production mm. Independence should be leaping with joy, thinking, Right, I'm getting my stuff ready now for distribution. Alternative means, because if people can't go to the movies, read a book, flip and get you know, I mean, have everything tied Mm -hmm. up, ready to go. There's a golden opportunity for independent creators to surge forward and get recognition and fill a gap. But people, I don't know why people don't see it, they still hold on to the old school and think that's the I need these people to tell me I'm valuable. Who despise them?
3: <laughs> the only people that you need to tell you are valuable are the people who want your content. Those are the only people who matter. Um, because anybody else is just static. You know, it, it's just noise that gets in the way of the thing that you're looking
0: for. Yeah. Um, that was actually, you, you kind of brought that. was one of the points that as horror creators, um, you don't be in this very long before you realize that you are working twice as hard and you're only getting maybe a third of the traction. Yep. Um, it is, it's not delusional, it's not, um, it's not an oh, woe is me thing. There is actively, like, we just what. like, our hashtag example is perfect. You see it right there in front of you. The minute you put that horror hashtag or the minute you identify with the horror genre, that's it. You're flipping. All the century coast posts are turning the guns towards you. <laughs> like, mm, yeah, no. my, yeah, I mean, Man, it, it can be much,
3: really be, Yeah, it could be much, much harder to be found. Um, it, it's all so difficult. You know, every which way you try to turn these days, it's an uphill battle. So, you know, my my belief is strength in numbers, and you know, by by banding together, we we take turns right today we can promote your stuff tomorrow you promote our stuff the next day somebody else promotes someone else if we if we create our own ecosystem um it becomes a lot easier because then you don't have the same types of of battles and just to fight just to be seen you know and 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 they say that people don't take you as seriously if you're not on the social media networks and stuff like that.
0: It's it's ridiculous. Um, if you've got eyeballs on your content, that's you know that's a human being at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what platform, it doesn't matter right. what badge. If you've got a human being watching or reading or playing your game, whatever it might be, because I've got some game players coming on at the end of the month as well, like oh. completely different. Uh, I haven't talked about but if you've got somebody enjoying your content that's a human being that's somebody that you should cherish doesn't matter what badge it comes under
2: yeah it's like to to sell in this the horror industry you've got to find your tribe and find your people and when they're putting the blocks on us actually trying to find those people it's just uh, it makes it so much harder and it's like Steve was saying before why are people who aren't wanting to be a part of the tribe saturating it just to come in and tell us that we're doing the wrong thing. It's just like it's hard enough to get the people in front of us. So why don't they just go off and, like you said, just go and look at what they want to look at and leave us to it? And we can all come together and, and enjoy and celebrate horror without it being brought down all the time. But it's uh, it's an ongoing problem, isn't it? Yeah, well,
0: it's like also horror fans are like herding cats. Let's be honest. <laughs> like I have enough. I have a private group there's nearly a hundred members on it and I get maybe about 10 people that actually engage with me, <laughs> even though it's all set up to, you know, try and get that mutual thing going. And I, sometimes I'm banging my head off a desk, but then I have people sharing my content I have people support me. And then I remember why I do this. Um, when I actually get things to get together, people that engage with face to face and not just typing on screen, we'll have the conversations. I remember why I do this. What's your tips? For anyone who's feeling despondent, you know, like, oh, God, it's all against me. Oh, why am I wasting my time? I may as well go work on the seven eleven or Curry's, you know, I may as well just give up. What What would you say that people like that are feeling that way? Oh, the chat's finally came alive. Evening, Grant.
2: <laughs> 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 go away, um, Mom. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, okay, in response to your question, I think people need to ask themselves why are why am I doing you know why are you doing why are you writing the book? Why are you making the movie? Um, because if, if the answer is for money, if the answer is for fame, if the answer is anything other than because I love it, it's going to be an uphill battle. Um, if you're doing something because you love it, it's going to be so much easier to fight this battle. Um, sure. So there's a lot of times it's going to be difficult. You're going to get down on yourself. You're going to feel like the world is really just collapsing around you. But it really, it, it kind of, you have to understand that there's more going on. You know, it's not necessarily about you. These things are happening might not be for the reasons you think. Um, It might not be for a reason at all. Um, It could just be this this random shitty thing to hurt. All right, good. Well, is it enough to put you down? Um, If it is, that's unfortunate, but do what's right for you. Um, But again, I think if somebody loves what they do, it's going to be easier to get through that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's not really that question of keep going. Or, or 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 do I stop? Because I don't think somebody who really loves what they do is going to want to stop. Because why?
0: I know, but you can hit that wall. It's how can you do, like, any reasonable person dealing with antagonism? And it's not even like, oh, I don't like your stuff, or no, it's not for me. I mean, this is outright antagonism. This is why we're here talking yep. about this subject. It's not just a case of, like, I can go, oh, romances, not for me, or action flicks, seen a 100 times, not for me. But when it comes to horror, people are outright aggressive it invokes that aspect of them like we've all talked about and mm-hmm. a, like there's a nastiness like pure vitriol like for some reason people are so nice and oh that horrible and then the, the utter bow comes out of them mm-hmm. against fans not just creators but fans of this genre yeah. and also the vitriol comes out against independent creators seem to be that combination just if you're an independent horror fan and creator, that just is the unholy trinity of evil that people feel like they must stamp out with every ounce of their being, and they will spend their time. That's our holy crusade, to stamp out that independent horror fan and creator. You know, it's mm. you can't deal with that on a daily basis yep. and not hit the wall. I mean, that's... I think it's really hard. No matter what
3: you do. Um, I remember the first review... That my app ever got was one star, um, and the the comment on that review was crap, and I was like, "Wow,
0: how do you put right. that? That's just."
3: I mean, but you know what? Though it made me not feel bad. It, it made me go, "Why? Why did they think that?" and and uh, and, and since that. I pick apart every single thing that I do and go, what is wrong with this? Because if I could figure out what's wrong with it and fix it before it gets out there or or, or figure out a way to make it, you know, stronger. I mean, you can build a house on a solid foundation. And and that's really all I do. is you know, I, I don't I don't go, oh, this feature's terrific. That's wonderful. I go break this damn thing. I want to break this. I want to smash it into a million pieces and figure out what's wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I can do that, then I can solve these problems. Um,
0: so, But that's constructive criticism as well. That, that's a difference between... Yeah. And if we were dealing with constructive criticism, yeah. I don't like this aspect of your storytelling. I don't like this about your visuals. I don't oh, like oh. this about your pacing. Oh, right, okay. And you can process that. But... Right. More so in other genres. When it comes to horror, that's not what you get. You get right, <laughs> and that, that's it's all. You actually feel sometimes the wind blasting your face, and somebody just going, "You horrible bastard! I hate you! Die!" But I'm a nice person. You don't like our horror stuff; they're all evil. you scratch right, your head, right. going, "What?" Ah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Steve, MJ, you want to jump in? We've kind of taken over here for a minute.
2: So I would say to that question, I would always just say, like, write with um or create with uh, integrity, and that doesn't mean don't write about you know a horrible deviant person because if that's what you want to write and you want to explore that kind of character, then that's writing with integrity, and it doesn't you know make you a bad person so long as you're following your gut as to what you want to create and what you want to discuss with the world then you know you won't you shouldn't hit that wall and you shouldn't let other people force you to hit that wall because you're writing with integrity or you're creating movies with integrity and then it's something that isn't what other people tell you your integrity should be it's what's inside for creatives I think and a lot of people would jump on the word integrity and say well you know you can't write about something so disgusting and have it be that and it's like no that's that's not the point of it it's it's very personal, very personal and it's very right. um, like you say, connecting with the right people is what it's all about. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. And so just leave it, leave it alone. Let people consume it, let people enjoy it where it does resonate. And for everybody else, if it's not for you, just do something else. (laughs) Leave us do it. Um,
0: It's like, I don't resonate with people that do the Instagram or TikTok dances.
2: Yeah, but you don't spend half your life finding them and slagging them off, do you? Because...
0: You've Move got better to things to one. do.
2: Yeah. Leave them to it. Yeah, sure. it's it's such a different thing with um with horror. People just do feel like it's an open door to just come and attack people, and it's it's really, really it's getting to the point now where we're seeing quite a lot of people who are being you know their lives are being impacted. Like we were we were talking before about Six Flags and you know people losing their jobs because they've written an extreme horror book. It, it's yeah. not acceptable. It's not how this society should be going we shouldn't be allowing that i mean everybody should have been in uproar about that because it's it's well, crazy was, uh,
0: because it was actually on the slasher app the author's on slasher and he mm-hmm. during he made the post Downhill. and the uh, point of his youtube video and talked about it
4: mm-hmm.
0: it was that post um it was originally um mina was meant to be on the show but unfortunately life got in the way mm-hmm. she made a video initially that made me go i want to talk about this but his post I'm sorry because it's been ages. I'm terrible with names, I've forgotten his name already. See, but I did... Yeah, no, um mm. I actually gave him a lengthy uh reply, you know, how shitty it was. But that's what made me go, we have to talk about this. Yeah. We can't just be complacent anymore. And I think I think we need to start pushing back now. Mm-hmm.
4: I definitely, think because definitely.
0: it's not in our like I said, there's there's a correlation between the nature of a horror person. Who generally aren't gobshites like me, and I—I'll uh, take the role of being—that I'll—I'm I'll, not I'll a problem-fighting with people if it comes down to it. But I'm not afraid to go, oi, knock it in the head, not on. And I'm not afraid to stick my face out there and say it. You know, a lot of people aren't like that, and especially in the horror community, I've noticed that that's not the personality of the general horror creator or horror fan. They tend to be the least combative yeah sort of personalities
2: but if but it can we'll to, to one we'll have to of us back, yeah or we'll just get... this is exactly if if it's allowed to happen to one person then how many of, of us can it happen to it's just terrifying it's, it's absolutely awful
1: i think so, something else that someone talked about reviews just now um on the amazon site someone can write yeah. a, a bad review they don't necessarily have to buy the book mm. And you get a lot of trolls. I've had a few who've put reviews on Amazon, but you've got no right of reply. Reply. Um, So they'll give you a one star. But what can you do about it? It, You know, um, because it doesn't go against the community standards um, of saying you know uh, that, that you can't do anything about it and. So you might get a non-horror fan, um, you know, giving you a bad review on a book that they've probably only just looked at the cover of, um, or read the the back of the book, um, and you've got no rights of reply to say, hey, you're wrong here. I, someone wrote about mine. Oh, he's he's wrote something about his family. Uh, it wasn't in the book. It, it, it was. It was about a totally different thing. It was. It was sins of the father, actually. Mm-hmm. You know. It. It was. Um, you Good book, by the way, folks. Yeah, you really like sins of the father. Um, um, yeah, it's. Yeah. That's, that's, it's just horror. Horror can have such a, a bad press to it, mm. and I, I. I was supposed to write. It was on my bucket list. I was only supposed to write one book. Well, you know, I've just finished number eight. If I did it for the money, um, I'd I'd be disappointed, <laughs> um, because we, you know we it's, 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 I I do it for me. Um, um, if you don't like my book, it doesn't worry me. Um, you know, because I wrote it for me. Um, it's, it's how I think. And I said to Colin. When when I'm writing like the stalker, I I actually become the stalker, not if like look go knock knocking on some girl's door and uh, you know tucking things through a letterbox and stuff. But I I actually become that that particular person and think how would I do this and re- research what a stalker does and put it into some timeline about increasing the amount of, of pressure it's going to put on the on you know the girl that. This this character stalking, um. So, but yeah, it's it's personal to me, um, and I think horror is, is is art. It's it's a very good art, even down as far as if you remember we done we looked at an American where in American. <laughs> The art of doing yeah. the makeup, well, you, you wouldn't get that sort of makeup. From an American werewolf in London, say, and that amounted, um you know, attention to detail in a comedy film about two
0: guys going out on a stag night. Um, well, we, so- we watched the um, the Oscar presentation, and the the host was like giving it through gritted teeth. Yeah, like, uh, and then they brought up. As a comparison, the Wizard of Oz, the flippin' wicked witch of the West, that awful green makeup that wasn't it even just complete. Means, it? Yeah. And it wasn't even complete because the white was under our eyes and oh, red, you know, it wasn't even put yeah. on properly. And that's what they're holding the same standard as <laughs> and some of the other stuff they were showing, like somebody yeah. got a wee bit of a suntan put on them. That was the equivalent, apparently, of high art as Margaret Wolf in London. And you're like, no. One is not like the other because one's completely blown the other out the water with terms of creativity, ingenuity, and just imagination. You know, and do you think maybe there's a bit of jealousy? Because I always used the horror posters, for example, are the most imaginative. Like I remember growing up the days of the video store, you know, video rentals, VHS, and it was a horror posters that were put up. That's instantly, you know, uh, when I was doing talking about Brain Dead with Dale a couple of days ago there, Thursday, Um, I remember Peter Jackson movies, and everyone's like, who's this Peter Jackson? I grew up with him, you know, because Bad Taste, that poster alone, had me going, wow, I have to see that. You know what I mean? Brandon, I have to bloody see that. That's, wow. That, you know, just immediately captures imagination. And video stores didn't just do horror, they did all genres, but it's the horror posters that drew people in, whether, mm-hmm. they, whether they liked mm-hmm. it or not. In fact, most people are resentful that the fact that they are... Intrigued by the artwork? Do you think there's maybe a bit of jealousy because of the passion? Like you can't, you can't be half in horror. Let's be honest. You yeah, get into horror, is... your balls deep. There's no, there's no. <laughs> there you're, you're in, in for the long haul. There's no just. Oh, I might just have we go at this horror movie. You don't. You're in once you, once you get it.
2: Yeah, it's addictive. <laughs> But yeah, it's like an elitism, isn't it? I think a lot of the time with horror, it's like when you when you don't get it, there is that kind of snootiness and looking down your nose at it that you always get um, from other types of, uh, of film goers. I think it's, I don't know if we're ever going to be able to shake that off really.
0: But that was my other question. Do we want to shake it off? Or do we just want people to get back <laughs> off? You know, have your opinion, but stop attacking us. What What is it we want to achieve? by talking about this topic
2: maybe stop making it personal stop letting it affect creators lives and you know that, that sort of judgment on who is behind the camera and who's behind the page um yeah definitely just take a step back and try and understand that it is an art form the same as drawing a picture and same as you know taking a photograph it doesn't mean that you have an intention that you want to do what you're writing about or what you creating the movie about it is just that you want to explore it as a piece of art and talk about it and tell a story and face the bad things that are in the world as well as well as the good things. You know, there's no harm in that and there shouldn't be a harm in it. But people are trying to push that narrative that it is harmful and it's it's more harmful to bury it, I think, and pretend that it's not there.
0: Mm-hmm. So go ahead. I'm just trying to bring something up here. Um sorry Damon, do you want to carry a wee second? Like I said, what can we, what can um, we do? Put you on the spot there,
1: Damien.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! What?
0: You'll get used to it. You'll be back. You know you'll be back on this channel. And we'll do this again. You'll be more up for it. You're like, all oh, right, this is what it's about. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. To
3: your point, MJ. It, it is important. to to deal with things and not just bury them. Um, You know, and like we were talking about before, these people who go on these, like, you know, self-righteous crusades to have things banned that they don't like, you know, um, they really do need to look inward and see what's going on there that needs to be resolved before tackling the rest of the world. Um, So I I do think that that's, that's a critical aspect. But I mean... Because, you know, every artistic thing is, is a subjective thing and people do have feelings toward them and they do, you know, if it's good art, it, it will bring out the good and the bad. Um, you know, you're going to have people who really love it, people who really hate it. Um, and it just means the artist, what, what, what they were working is it, to evoke that emotion. seeing the way that people react, you know, you think it's important to keep everything in context. You know, if, if somebody says something stuck, they write that bad review or whatever, and there's no additional context, then don't give any weight, you know. Um, and, and like you said before, not everything is for everyone, you know fish live in the water. I'm not going to stick my head underwater and try and breathe. It's not for me. You know, so I'm just sort of staying in my lane, doing the things that I do enjoy versus <laughs> I don't. Why would do I immerse something, immerse myself into something I hate? Like, I'm, I'm just thinking about what, what would that somebody to immerse themselves in something they don't it seems completely insane. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's, and that's what the the broken mentality of the troll is and the personal like to me it's the most cowardly thing. Like to go and leave a bad review if you haven't bought a bloody book. And there's a whole agreed you know, especially it's not just against horror, but it's against independent creators. There's this thing of people right. think that the corporations are the new religion. <laughs> it's weird. It's like I don't get it. Yeah. You know, and anybody um, recently, there's a whole thing with um, Wizards of the Coast and Dungeons and Dragons. So, sorry, mm-hmm. I might be showing how much of a nerd I am. Do apologize. Don't, don't be frightened. There, there, there don't be frightened. It's oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, By the way, I'm on are. Dragonland Saga's channel. The to play uh, Shadow of the Dragon Queen. So, but anyway, um, <laughs> people were getting head up about. I mean i got dm'd because I just, yeah. said, well, I just said well the whole point of the thing yeah. is people create their own stories and they can sell and make a wee bit of money and they're actually promoting the source material nobody's ever saying don't give money in fact they're bringing new players in mm-hmm. and that's the lifeblood of any uh, like rpg games is to bring mm-hmm. new audience members in that mightn't like everything but they might like that one thing and are a few customers that you didn't have before mm-hmm. i had people dm me going how dare you tell lies about blada Was i'm like this is a massive corporation who could quite easily send their own lawyers against me for expressing opinion. Why are you getting so angry that you're actually going to my personal DMs and sending me a snotogram about a conversation? Like, that's how, you know, and that person, you know, and there's one or two people who are getting, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Why would you get that, you know, angry that you actually have to come and get to me in person? The same as when I share... Um, and I used to get a lot of trouble with Facebook, which actually I'm bringing up images to show in a second. But um when I'm sharing around people who have published work that have been featured on the show, I would have people email me like, you dumbass, how dare you share independent authors, you you know, evil person that are all shit. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Like, is this emailing me and messaging me personally? And I, I share it with my private group going, here's the latest lunatic, check this out. You know, I just laugh at it, but I'm like... What is in your mindset? I, there's lots of stuff in the world I don't like, but I'm not sitting going to Star Wars groups going, Your stuff shit, you're crap, I, you're was, was, wumps, wumps, they're stupid, you're for kids, you muppet, why are you doing as an adult? I don't do that. Yes, I'll take a mic on this show because it's my platform, I can do what I want. <laughs> the same with the TikTok dancers and all, I'm like, not going, How dare you make that content, you bastards, you know, it's. What is it about that mentality? It, it seems that because
3: of the internet, um, every. You know, when, when you're like hanging out with somebody or you're working with somebody and they're thinking out loud, so you're going through their entire thought process for them to get from point A to point B. I do that. Well, I think that, that people on, on the internet and on social media are doing the exact same thing rather than thinking that process through silently, they're posting it, you know? So, it, so basically the way that somebody would just speak it in person, these people are typing it because there's no filter. Why should there be there's, there's, there's no ramification, you know, there's, there's nothing that's going to happen to them. Um, they're going to post it. Somebody will post that. Big deal. <laughs> um, so so think that it's become easy for people to be shitty when there's no ramifications. Um, you know, if you said that to somebody in person, you risk having your ass handed to you. You know? Um,
0: yeah. Um, you don't know anyone who's going to really do that. <laughs> yeah, if you did that in person, got that egregious, yeah. But don't end the conversation.
3: And I mean, more importantly, though, you know, that's, again, negative reinforcement. Okay, what about positive reinforcement side? What does that look like? That looks like thinking through and going, is this useful? Is this going to benefit me or anyone else? No, it's just going to piss your time away. So you are that much closer to death having spent your time in a shitty way, right? That's what you want to do. But I can think of a million other things to do with
0: that. <laughs> Absolutely, you know that's I mean, that's I think, the thing—the creative mindset, though. And that's why I say we need to we need creativity, even if it's not for your business. For your, like, people don't craft anymore. People don't make anything, and just for themselves, or crochet, or you know, silly things like that. That used to be a staple of the way people. You know, you still had TV, you still had movies, you still had books, but. More people would have back in the day done a hobby and Stop seemed collecting. to be sorry, <laughs> stamp collecting, yeah. But that's you know, what I mean, something that you put your energy into, yeah, and it, it yielded a result. People had, um, what do you call them? You know the plots, people used to have plots in the greenhouse, that was the thing, or a I garden shed, that. you know, what I mean? put a few pots and plants, and that was you know, while the day away, mm-hmm. but there was something from it. Has the digital age removed that allotment? Sorry, that's a word. Sorry, Oliver. Um, yeah, all that seems to have just gone by the wayside now. Is there a correlation mm. between people not having that connection anymore, or outlet that's led to this aggravation? And it's just coming see? out. No, I mean we're see- we're seeing it because we're getting the brunt of it because we're an easy target. But is do there something some, deeper going on? Do some people?
1: uh as a hobby troll do they think yeah. i'm gonna go online i'm
0: gonna see you looking upset today i have met uh, trolls in real life and it was through you know the the, the openly said it and it's through politics so they thought they were doing the right thing yeah. and that person is that every stereotype you know what i mean if you put every stereotype of a troll that was that person yeah Who's like i create all these accounts and i go in these books and i do this you know, I mean they're 20 stone overweight, they can't walk from A to B without uh, uh, the no friends, battle. you know, I mean, every stereotype you could imagine where the people, the few people I've actually met, openly have met the were hmm.
3: Well, it seems like maybe those people just don't get any other kind of attention. Um, you know, when when you think about and, and you make a good point about you know having like the garden beds and stuff like that and doing that sort of thing, I think. Even especially over the last few years, a lot of us have been, you know, a little bit more separated from the rest of society. Um, But when when you have when you have the Internet and that's your only way of communicating with people, of course, you're going to lose all empathy because you don't know what a person looks like face to face. You don't know how a person's expression changes when you say something shitty to them or how Mm -hmm. they look in their eyes get. When you say something that they love or that excites them or that gets makes them feel so appreciated and, and thankful and happy to be in your presence. Um, I think that because there's such a, a large separation of those social experiences these days, that it's easy. Um, and easy is not always good um, because there's there's no you haven't earned anything through anything that's easy. You know, so you really don't know what the struggle is like to achieve and accomplish something useful. Um
0: just my opinion. Yeah. People won't even step up and do this. The amount mm-hmm. of convincing I have to do, like to just get on a camera and talk. Like the amount yeah. of people that are you know out there behind avatars won't come on and even have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like that is a step too far for them and it's still within the internet. Like we're we're four completely different people four completely different backgrounds. And in the real world, the chance of us actually meeting in a pub, for example, is slim to none. I mean, one a one million chance, yet through the internet, we can sit here and have a conversation and find common ground and discuss differences. Mm-hmm. But there's these sort of people I find won't even take that step. But how do we end up still, they dictate. And is it because of the willingness of the platform owners because they're prejudiced against horror, they're just, they're giving them what they want. So when they make the complaint, they'll instantly jump on it. It's a back to the, the prejudice against horror, why these people are successful, where in the scheme of things, we can rationalize it, we can know the type of person and not get rattled, yet they are successful in being able, to and being able to attack us, bring us down, ban us, shadow ban us, yeah. you know, by not letting us even reach an audience. So I think... You use a really
3: interesting word, um, successful. I find that success is reliance upon your willingness to not give a shit about what anyone thinks, except for your audience. Um, it's difficult. It's really, really difficult because if, if, if you think about it, the way I look at it, at least, is I'm successful if I reach the people I'm intending to reach. Um, I am unsuccessful if I get by anyone. Um, just the personal perception I have of, of but um, I think people need to focus on what um, if, if nonsense is important, by all means, go for it. Um, if it's not, and I don't believe personally that it is. Um, keep going, stay the path, stay the course, um, do what you're intending to do and don't let other things trip you up because the, the time that it takes to wait on people who are never going to like your work, who don't have any reason to be a part of the conversation, just walk right by. Um you know, it, it's like New York City, right? You can have so many people coming up to you trying to hand you a, a pamphlet or or ask you to buy their, their demo CD or, you know, whatever it is. They're trying to get your attention away from what you are trying to do and to get you to do their thing. But if you do your thing and stay the course, then you have successfully evaded all things that you don't need to be involved in that are only going to take up your time. Um, actually, know, I have a but, funny uh,
0: story about that. Um, <laughs> we have a thing in the UK, they're called chuggers, charity muggers, right? They're awful people that they, they'll come up and they'll they used to be really aggressive and stand in front of you. And somebody's like, How can I not shake your hand? You know, if you don't stop, I can't shake your hand, just you know, they'd get really in your face. And I'd be going mm-hmm. around with a fist in the pocket, get the figure away from me. And then one day, I'm like, Brr. I just saw them, and all I hear is Colin, no. No, can't be. I turn around and it's somebody on you. <laughs> it's actually doing the job. I'm mm-hmm. sure it What the know, name of Amelie David? I'm like, what the hell are you doing doing this shit? What are you doing? What the hell do you think you are getting in people's faces and doing this? I'm like, Sorry, mate. Really. Like, do you know how annoying you are? Freaking doing this. And, uh, what are you doing associating the main I don't know if I can be your mate anymore. And then later on, I got a text going, yeah, I'll see your mate. I quit the job. <laughs> Getting fifteen quid an hour to go and get people to sign up these direct debits for charities, mm. you know, make a nice earner and commission as well for so many sales. And I just let on, them. I'm like, normally you don't associate with somebody, you know, one of those mm. folks who just get in your face. And I usually uh, get out of my way, you know. I just want to get from point A to point B, you know. I just um, uh, I just speak German to
1: them in Hitler style. But the stuff I come out with is they don't understand. Uh, Dear Messerschmitt is kaput! <laughs> see? <laughs> My message is broken. Yeah. But they don't know that.
0: <laughs> oh, That's brilliant. Yeah, I'm all for ignoring these people, but when they're actually getting your way, that's where we we'll need to think of a response. To
3: well, what degree do they get in the way? I think that's the question. Do other people see through the bulk?
4: Um, if they can't, you know, I, I totally understand
0: that. Because it's, it's, let me let me put it another way: yeah, yeah. somebody gives a one-star review, so therefore you need ten, three-star, five-star to balance it out. The horror fans need to understand why it's so important to support the creators that they they enjoy. A lot of a lot of people are reticent to give that. You know, even getting people to. Hit like and subscribe in these channels, which is totally free. Mm. Doesn't cost yeah. you anything. It's a couple of button clicks, but it tells the algorithm that you're valuable. But people are still will watch the content, but they're reticent to do that. Mm. Um, they won't give a review, even if it's something simple like I really enjoyed this. And yeah, I'm guilty myself because I'm really terrible. People give me I read books all the time, and I it's like a, a month later, I'll get back. Oh, God better do some reviews. You know, I'm as guilty as anybody else because we all um Get caught up in time, but if you're not a creator and you're a fan, is there an onus on the fan to understand what's actually up against horror creators, and this is how you counteract?
3: Well, um, in in my personal opinion, the
0: question is is do they want more content?
3: Do they like what? Like, if you want more, then support it. You know, if you want to, if you want to get more books, more movies from that that creator support it. If not, leave it alone. You know, the question is, what do they want? In my mm-hmm. opinion, at least. Um, I don't know.
0: Yeah, because it's um, as I have two writers here as well, you know, fan engagement. How difficult is it to get fan engagement? You know, people actually do that extra step and do the button click. Not even just financially support, but that, that bit that actually means so much of sharing your latest work. Um Steve MJ, do you want to jump on that one? Like
2: uh, do you want to say,
4: Steve?
2: Um, yeah, I mean it's uh, I think there are ways, like there are sort of groups that are focused on horror books, like books of horror is fantastic. Um and they always say as well, like the reviews are for the reader rather than the author. So I mean mm-hmm. that is an opinion now but it has to be
0: yeah i don't mean sorry maybe i I don't mean in terms of you know you know say you're brilliant etc etc i mean the (laughs) of direct the troll is out there the troll will actively try to destroy you yeah the anti-horror person will act will put the one star review just to screw you over Mm -hmm. do horror fans need to understand that and how hard is it that Bring that across without being whiny. Of you need to give me reviews because if not, it's only the trolls are going to do it. The trolls are definitely going to give me that review, and it's definitely yeah. going to be the one star review with the purpose of getting me taken off the platform. This is yeah. not just to show your appreciation, but it's important you do this. Sorry, that's that's the point I was trying to.
2: Sorry, yeah. I mean, it is. How- really, it's hard because you don't want to. I don't know. You don't want to be that person who's just like review me, review me, review me, review me. So. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um really it's it's tricky. Is
0: that's why we're having this conversation because yeah. be brought you know the other reason behind it needs to be brought to light. And then something active people can do to counteract the negativity.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, like said I mean,
0: positive reinforcement. But yeah. some people, people are so some reticent.
1: People even, some people don't even believe reviews. Mm. Um, now, me, TripAdvisor, and um you know you get someone who goes for a meal in a restaurant who just goes in a bad mood, for instance, and, you know, the meal's not as good as he has at home, so to speak, he's going to give it a bad review. But, you know, you could go and you could have the best meal out. But if you looked at that review and thought, oh, he had a bad meal there, I'm not going there, you'd miss out on the opportunity of getting... You know something that you might like, and it's the same with a book or a film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you might read a bad review. There's been some films that have had. Totally, I've done that.
0: I've been in a bad mood and read totally some bad recently.
1: reviews on films on in Total Film, and the opposite way around. They've been totally good in in Total Film, and and yet I've gone to see them, and you know the bad reviews. I thought this is actually quite good. Um, that meat train film you told me to watch, oh, the midnight you know, meat train, yeah, <laughs> you know, that had bad reviews, and I, I quite liked it, you know. And I thought, oh, bloody Colin, he, he doesn't have to watch some rubbish, <laughs> but I, that is true.
0: I, I have evidence of the channel, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: are uh, reviews a form of censorship, you know? Um,
0: are they though? Once again, this is down to right. So you've got you've hit the nail on the head here. I think this is the talking point. Is it about the delivery of the review? You know, it's not absolute. I like this movie. You might like this movie too because or the movie shit if you don't like this. or it's a shitty mm-hmm. horror movie. You're a baby snatching psychopath if you watch horror movies, you know. Is it all mm-hmm. about the delivery? And the question I'm trying to ask is. If you enjoy something, is there, especially as a horror fan, put it this way, is there more of an onus on you to support that creator and vocalize it because of, uh, use TripAdvisor as an example, um, you're guaranteed if you run a business, your competitor across the street is putting a bad review against you. That's how dirty that platform can be, for example. Yeah. So you have Mm -hmm. to counteract that, you know what I mean, in a law of averages, You'll get bad reviews, good reviews. That's, you know, I mean, that's back to art being subjective. That's been the eating experience being subjective. Um, mm. You know, I mean, it's all about that. You're going to get that balance. And in a lot of averages, generally, if you've produced quality work, you're going to get more good reviews than bad yeah. consistently. Do you know what I'm saying? But when you've got the bad actor who is actively going to try and destroy you using the, the system in place. Is there an onus on the fan? If somebody enjoys your work, is there an onus on them to understand what's actually happening here? And then be more inclined. Look, you're not just leaving a review because you enjoyed it. You're leaving a review because you're you're trying to balance out the bad faith actors who are actively trying to take this person down for no other reason than they exist, for no logical reason, but just because they want to, they get a sense of power from it. They hate horror. They hate horror creators, and they'll just—they will literally spend their entire day doing this because that's what gives them purpose. So there has to be a counterbalance, and this is where I'm saying it's not enough to complain.
1: This is what I was saying about the BBFC. Mm -hmm. You know, you you might get these—I don't know—four people that go to the cinema to watch, you know, from the BBFC to see what sort of you know rating to give it, but you might get. All four hate horror, um, and should all genres be going to see this this horror film to give it the rating? Mm-hmm. Um, you know,
0: because... so should there be a devil's advocate for each? Like, there should be a romance mm-hmm. fan when they're um, categorizing yeah. romance, should there be an action fan in the panel? Should there be a horror fan? You know, yeah, how do you build that in though?
1: I don't know, I, d- I don't know what the the you know the rules do they go buy a book you know oh yeah that's horror oh they've you know killed someone twice um, you know so that's going to make it an instant eighteen
0: certificate. The yep. you know? Rambo's done it fifty times. A yeah. With the never-ending, I always used to laugh like the never ended magazines, you know, with three thousand rounds in them, Brrr, you know, in the belt that just goes on for about two miles on <laughs> the machine. Can... But that's okay, that's fine, that's that's allowed. But yeah, two kills and then a horror scene. Ooh. Personally, I think that
1: the old censorship scheme is, is a bit like the, the courts with the juries. It's out of date.
4: Mm.
1: It, can, it cannot be guaranteed. You know, And uh, if you take um, statistics, right, they say that the minimum amount of people you should gain to have a statistic is 250. All right. So why isn't the rule of statistics placed on censoring films where there should be 250 people and the the rating should be given by those 250 and the best rating is what goes to the film um because that's a rule of statistics and censorship is a statistic surely and you're you're actually saying to people this is what it is where if you've got four people who all hate horror uh, Going to give it a, an 18 certificate, so anyone under the age of 18 can't go and see it. It's it's not yeah, it's, it's not right. It's it's four. It's it's the same as you get. um you know, I've been on jury service. You get 12 people who don't like, um, you know, Marines who are in for kick- giving someone a kicking, and they don't like people with short hair. That's only twelve people. Well, that's not a statistic. That's you know, we got these twelve people condemning you,
4: hmm.
1: and it's the same with censorship. If you've only got, I, I, I don't know how many, how you know, what 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 is the rule for how many people go and say,
0: see a film and give it a, a statistical censorship? Yeah. But we're seeing just to play devil's advocate, we're seeing the other side of the coin here because we're seeing trial by social media. So, a couple of thousand people decide we don't like that person to have to go, or even just to the unjustly, the they all dog pile and they say, like, Okay, we're taking this person down. It happens now. Thankfully, the, the pendulum's starting to swing back a bit, but the amount of damage has been done over the last 10 years has been ridiculous and completely uncalled for. Yeah, um, and
1: you could say, you know, if, if you've got a, a script writer looking through social media to, to see who's a writer. Um, and they see all negative comments, that they think, oh, yeah, oh, MJ Morris is on there. Oh, no, I'll take a look at her stuff on Amazon. And they see all negative reviews. What effect is that going to have on MJ's chances of getting that scriptwriter to contact her and say, I'm interested in your work? Will so they go any to,
0: further than the review? Back to the question That's I was asking, review. how do we explain to horror fans that this is actually happening, and there's more of an onus on you that if you like something, you need to support it. And that unfortunately involves, you know, giving that review, put because you have to, it's not just about dragging people towards work, it's about counterbalancing this madness that's going on. How do yeah. we explain that to people?
3: Well, the only way to really do it, especially with places like Amazon, you know, you, you don't you don't have any rights to to your customer through amazon um, mm. so the only way to do it is in your description you know at the end of your description you can always say something like you know dear horror fan and, and then just explain you know in order to um, keep providing you with with work that you enjoy you know, we'd appreciate a, a good review. Some, something along those lines just explaining mm-hmm. the situation because, you know, unfortunately, Amazon doesn't give you those opportunities yep. um, as if you were selling directly. You know, if you're selling directly, you have a connection to that that customer. Um, and unfortunately they just don't really give you that. Uh, it's their customer.
0: It's your product. Yeah. You're customer. just a third party retailer or such, you know, well, you're, you're their just buffers. fueling their fire mm-hmm. um well hopefully this conversation yeah. could be snipped and you know horror fans watch us understand that there's more play here than just you know it's always nice to give a review. It's always nice to support your creator we always appreciate that that's mm-hmm. you know that's always fantastic but it's actually more necessary than you realize i think that's the point i'm trying mm-hmm. to hopefully this conversation helps to maybe highlight people and if you even just snip this bit and let people say that, okay, this is, there's something else going on here. You're actually, you'll be helping on a deeper level by supporting your horror creator because this is actually actively going on and it's mm-hmm. sad. We don't want it to be that way. It's real life. It's happening. Yeah. One thing to remember is that
3: And I, I go back to strength in numbers, right? Um, How many people are I'm, on this
0: slasher app at the moment? Rough.
3: I, I could say there are tens of thousands at this point. Um, oh yeah. I'm waiting until I reach certain milestones to actually start divulging in in any like real detail. Mm-hmm. But there are tens of. Them.
0: So with a few people, it's not just that a little app that hardly anybody's on. Like there's a significant I mean, number. Yes. Yeah. Um.
3: You know, the one thing about strength and numbers is, is, really, is really interesting to me is that people forget how much power they do have, right? So what would happen if tomorrow every horror creator took their content off of Amazon? What would happen if every author took their book off of Amazon? Amazon needs you um, just as much as they need their customers. So if they don't have products, they don't have a business. Um, and really let that sink in because it's true. Um, With you, without everybody else who has products on their site, because they don't really create anything, they create a few dozen products. Who cares? Without everyone else who has created a product for us, or something that they are selling. Um, they don't exist.
0: So just I keep trying remember. to get the creator of godless.com to come on us, but we'll keep uh, having scheduling issues. Mm, yeah. There's alternatives <laughs> he's, he's, out there, folks.
3: <laughs> he's a good dude. I um, yeah. hope everything is, is, is going in the right direction. But, um, you know, I mean, really, like, think about if every horror creator said you know what we're not putting our books on there anymore because people who haven't read them are giving them bad reviews and you go to godless you come to slash or you do whatever you do you go where the audience is that you care about yeah so i mean <laughs> that's
1: a plug in
3: it <laughs> but 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 for wherever it may be honestly whether you want to put your your film on Shutter or 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 um, or Screenbox or wherever it is, YouTube, you know, you have some say in your fate, right? Yep. Um,
0: let's, let's just say the minute you certain people hurry up and provide streaming services on their app, so I can stream live there. You know what I'm saying? Um, one or two um, platforms mightn't be as important. Just just put that out there, you know. Yeah. So, that's that's a prime example that is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> a prime example. Um but no, I mean look.
0: No, if you don't if they don't let one depend the, the sandbox, build your own sandbox, absolutely. No, that, that's, that's why exam- I'm yeah. saying independent yeah. creators. Come on. But book section's coming. Box.
3: Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, seriously though, like if, if you and I've said this to, to people before because I've had people say that the gold standard is basically having their movie on prime video. But prime video doesn't pay you anything sustainable. Mm-hmm. Well, either... Either you're fueling the fire or you are the fire. You know, you have that choice to make. Um, I don't know why people make the choices they make. Um, I don't know why things are... Things are only important if they are important, you know? If if you cannot sell anywhere else, then it's important. Um, If you can sell somewhere else, what do you want to do? You, you have choices, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's the choices that people make. You, you can't say, and I, I don't mean you as, as, as an author or anyone else or, or someone as a filmmaker, but but in general, a person cannot say, I cannot make money doing what I want to do and then proceed to give it to the lowest common denominator. You cannot like say, I can't make money as an author and then and then allow the most people to buy it for the least money. Um, it, 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 it's unfortunate, but it's a reality that needs to be addressed. You know, if you look at music, for example, people used to be able to make livings as signed musicians that were on record labels, right? You would be able to, to make money selling your records. When they got played on the radio, you would get these wonderful royalty checks, right? Um, Pandora came along, and Pandora went, you know what? We're going to give music away for free. We're going to have a couple of advertisements. Spotify came along, and all these streaming services came along, and and they they decided everyone else's fate because the record labels said, you know what? We'll take a fraction of the amount of money if you will. Play this content to what end? To, to ruin the entire industry? Great, they've succeeded. They're film really is next. Cool. Film, film is next. Movies are heading in that exact direction right now. So, for anybody who's not paying attention, wait. Movies are 100% next on the chopping block because they're following suit of music. And, you know, I, I don't really know the business of, of, of books, um, but. I can't
0: imagine that's any easier. Um with books, I use the analogy of like especially with horror. Yeah. You'll never see a horror book in the supermarket aisle or the airport bookshop. There is mm-hmm. the example of bland ambushness, right? Mm-hmm. The minute you start seeing horror books in those two places, then you know the thing, the, the censorship of horror isn't a thing. Mm-hmm. The minute you see the books, knows, but you'll never will.
3: it's on mainstream and has you know broken through um or, i mean you broken? um it, it, right because obviously you you want to sell you want to sell your book so you can write more books because mm-hmm. you like to write books, you, you enjoy doing that, you like to make movies, people like to have podcasts, they want to be able to do what they'd like to do and make a living at it. Um, there's no reason that they can't. If people are willing to pay for it, why shouldn't you make a living from that? Um, and it's, it's because of, of simple greed. That's the only answer. Because Amazon is paying people 10 cents per thousand pages read on unlimited or something ridiculous like that. Um, You know, why? Why fuel that? Don't participate. If you don't participate, they can't take advantage. Now, if it's the only channel, understandable. Then There's no alternative. But if there are alternatives, feed them. Seek them out. Fuel them. Because those are the ones that are going to provide you the audience, you know. It, so one of the, the analogies I have is, I don't go to IMDb to look for a good horror movie. Because horror movies on IMDb, at least the ones that I like, three stars on average, right? I don't give a shit what somebody's grandmother in Kansas thought of it, you know, that doesn't like horror movies. She likes romantic comedies. Why would I care about her opinion? It doesn't match anything remotely related to anyone who enjoys the genre. So it's really all about context, I think. And that's why, you know, we've got the movie section because now you've got better context. You have other horror fans rating horror movies. And like you're talking about your rating system, you want horror fans to rate horror movies, but you also should have some, you know, know, other opinions for, for people who are not horror fans, too. You, you even it out by saying okay this person is a horror fan this person is is neutral this person hates horror okay cool give it a fighting chance well, um,
1: that was my point about the BBFc yeah. you know yeah. you need to have a mixture and I agree with you you I might mean, get that's... someone you might get someone who's not a horror fan who right. might think yeah that was actually quite good you
0: know um Oh yeah, but, like horror comedy is the gateway drug. Let's be honest. Yeah. You want you, you want to read a non horror for on and then you just you just like here this is funny. You like this, you know. Hmm? Renfrew. Yeah.
1: Renfrew. I watched that again
0: oh. yesterday. In fact, I, I, yeah, I was meant to do a stream last night, and because of an old gap, <laughs> I was watching the special features and I fell asleep. <laughs> I like woke up to do a stream. I woke up it was like two o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, what the hell? <laughs> the <laughs> DVD players I like the menu thing. Ah, oh, such a fun movie. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's we can all deal with people not liking stuff. And the whole point of this stream, this conversation is, we need to identify the fact there are bad faith actors out there who are actively trying to destroy the genre, and they're doing it in such a cowardly, sneaky way. Mm. It's disgusting. Mm. And I think, and it's not just moaning, because that was one of the points of obviously brought it. It's easy to think as a creator, oh, nobody likes me, blah, blah, blah. Oh, the world's against me. It's easy to fall in that rut of self-pity. Especially today's culture seems to revel in that. But there is an active agent against horror. Um, I think I was going to share actually, um, because I wanted to talk about our own personal, just to wrap up, talk about our own personal experiences of censorship. And then... Just just before you go,
1: is Disney Plus... They've got every single tab like action, adventure, um, comedy, lovey-dovey. They haven't got a horror tab. On mm-hmm. there. Uh, now, Also on Disney Plus, you can just imagine <laughs> Aladdin and <then> suddenly <laughs> Friday the Thirteenth beside it. Um, but also uh, just well, as the, boat, a thing. the Predator and the Alien as, as, in the Bay as, Alien as well. Yeah. As from what, yeah, but it's under action. Uh, under a venture predator, they haven't got a horror tab. But uh, Disney Plus has from October putting their prices up
0: 27%. I wouldn't. well, that's probably because of their earnings call there. Um, uh, they've, lost lost well. <laughs> they've lost 11.1 1
1: million uh, subscriptions um in the past three months.
0: The last quarter, they lost 2.5 billion dollars because of their uh, I, I have no interest. Like I said, that, that, well, they haven't got I'm horror tap anyway. I have so, zero so interest Disney, in
1: them. Disney, if you're watching, we don't do horror. Go away. <laughs> <Just die> already.
3: <laughs> you're you're right because they they do have um, haunted mansion that just came out. Didn't they just have? Didn't they have the old version too? Yeah. Uh That was made. I think Eddie Murphy was in it or something. Yeah. Um, God, that was a while back. They got
1: all the all the predators yeah. on there. Um they
0: they've got barbarian.
1: Yeah. But they haven't got oh, a horror time. That's
0: a bloody good movie.
2: Barbarian. Good movie. Barbarian, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. But, um, <laughs> it's 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 a bit bar- barbaric, isn't it? Justin long. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. Uh, just, just to, just before Colin goes on with his um, um, thing. The other day, I killed my mother-in-law, hitting her over the head. i
0: two and a half hours pun-free. Oh, oh God!
1: And then I killed my father-in-law by aiming it over the head with a box of Weetabix and then I killed my ex-missus by hitting her over the head with a box of Cheerios, and the police said I'm a serial killer. <laughs> Oh, God. There
0: just we couldn't, go. Just couldn't, hold these. just couldn't hold it on, could you? You just couldn't, wants, not, just can, one stream. No, if, no anybody, wants my book,
1: if anybody wants my joke book, it's available on my website, dot uk forward slash buy.
0: Anyway, <laughs> <You> bastard. <laughs> um, a thing I was bringing up is. One of one of the things I have done, and this is where I've come across personal censorship, even though not exactly against me directly, but just trying to promote people's works. Uh, when I've shared this among the, these are published works that people have shared with the podcast for the horrific tale segment. The amount of times I've had bite back from the community saying these go against our community standards. What the hell is so? Oh, so I'm not sure that's mine yeah oh it's not um i was trying to bring it up full screen there i wonder if we can zoom in what is so egregious about this what is so horrible that social media feels the need to ban it and i have to like appeal or this like what is so what is so disgusting horrible awful about book covers I have not had something come across my desk that is so vulgar and out there that I even feel like, oh, I don't want to share that. Mm. There is nothing here. And I think people as well, when they're they're talking to artists as well, understand that they have to censor themselves. That they can't go full shock horror, if that makes sense. Even extreme authors. um, There is nothing here. I'll tell you what's, i'll tell you what's horrible about that book that you just showed shall i
1: that Where, that person but... laying down there is me oh is it that what was, it is it was taken in London, that one was it london no it was taken in thailand i think that one was yeah, and
0: but i was these... laying on the bed that's that's what's horror about it <laughs> at least at least half these titles i've had the fight back because I wouldn't share And Plus, when I put the links and stuff, like in our shop, it doesn't link the anything I own. It links directly to the author so that that's the whole point is to try and give people a wee bit of a boost. So they click on the link and they go straight to the author's book and buy it, and then all's well, if that makes sense. yeah. That's what we're trying to do. The amount of trouble I've had just sharing these, Now there's nothing. Now, Eric's one might, um, might be a wee bit naughty. Oh, one that's of a great mine. book, by the way. There's this one of mine as well.
1: The killing um, under the blood red sky. Down the oh yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, but that's what
0: I mean. Um. will they share it? You no, know, I've had at least half of these. Uh there's there's a couple of mine. Yeah. No, just, no, drink I may as well plug as well. You know what I mean? I'm on here too. <laughs> but there's nothing here. So egregious or horrible that hasn't been done in the action genre or anything else. Like, look at the romance stuff. It was just you know, the, the covers they had problem with. Hmm. It was just the covers they had problem with. Yeah, just the covers. Pinterest is another one. What part of
3: their their community standards did it break? Oh, like won't, the oh it that's a the
0: thing. They don't um. The, the they say it goes against our community, they get this generic bland, well. you know, it goes against our community standards. So, I've I fight back, you know, what I mean, and in the end, there's not one that have upheld.
4: Hmm.
0: But the initial response, and I think it's because it has the horror tag, because hmm. somewhere in the description, it's it's labeled as a horror book. And the authors, you know, what I mean, authors, um, have had trouble individually. I'm just a platform sharing folks who have had the decency to share hmm. their work. The especially in the beginners did a lot more narrative fiction uh, before I started doing live streams, and i still got more. You know, I mean, it's still ongoing. It, it just comes in now and again. It's not. Hmm. Uh, still share their stories, and obviously, as a return and a thank you, I try and promote the book as much as possible. You know, it's, you know, that's how you have a reciprocal arrangement, and that's how you support each other. They help I've, my channel by sharing the episodes. I help them. You know, no harm done. Well,
1: when I've been advertising, sometimes I put an excerpt from the book, and mm. I've been I've been um, contacted by Facebook saying um, it's copyright breach, and I've contacted them back and said, "Yeah, but it's my copyright. I I own the you know, the, the book, and I own the, the the excerpt that I've I've put on Facebook. Here. It's my copyright. Um, so now when I quote something, I have to put underneath." Stephen Knight, name of the book in the year,
0: and it gets through. The the, the yourself, yeah. yeah, You know, <sighs> it is madness. Um, MJ, have you had experience? I know you're um new to sort of, you know, I mean, your first book come out, and you're sort of quite reasonably new to all us here. Mm-hmm. Have you had experience yet of censorship?
2: Um, what is like a physical kind of censorship? You know, like how you sort of go around to local libraries and, you know, local places where you could do readings, things like that. And so I contacted a lot of local libraries at first, just like, you know, if you have any events, if you have any opportunities and every other category, you know, they always say, oh, you know, my library's just been so embracing. You know, I've gone down and read my romance to all these people at these book groups and it's just a stonewall because it's horror, you know? And so I've had emails back, you know, Uh, I'm sorry like we we don't really have a horror readership around here you know it's uh it's sort of like a sleepy kind of uh it's a city but it's sort of it's very very small um and yeah they're just not very interested in horror it's like um if it was any other genre then it would be yeah we'll get it in yeah we'll put your posters up yeah we'll have you in for readings but because it's horror they've outright said to me you know there, there isn't the audience around here and I don't know if it's the fact that there really isn't the audience around here because we have two universities we've got you know loads of students who are probably massively into horror lots of people like me who love horror but there is the attitude of no nope, it's horror so we just won't have it and, and so yeah
0: evening as well so I can understand it not being at lunchtime or during mm-hmm. when school kids are about
2: yeah. fair
0: enough it's grown-up content
2: yeah so I was thinking, like, so I changed the tack, and I was like, well, if you have any events around Halloween, then please do let me know, because I'd be more than happy to sort of come in and do the readings, and, you know, you just don't, don't hear back, and there's quite a lot of sort of horror sites around here, like, like, we've got a creepy old castle, um, you know, that house the Pendle witches, if anyone's heard of them, and, you know, I contacted them, if you've got anything coming up, please let me know, and, you know, you just, you don't hear, really, it's just, it's a bit of a shame, I just thought with it sort of being local interest and you know one of the ghosts in the book is like um based around here so i was like oh you know you might have an interest here and and just i i mean I, it might have been the same around here if it's a romance book i don't know but the sort of outright straight to my face is just yeah no it's horror and we don't like it so it's it's unfortunate really because it would be lovely to just get out there and and yeah, do some just, local I start
0: stuff a web, that's all anyone else, yeah. asking
2: for Mm-hmm.
0: just give it a fair shot and if people don't like it that's fair, I mean you can't fault someone for not liking your work, that's no, exactly by like the that. by I'm not going to reach everybody but just all people yeah. want is a fair shot um, yeah. before us, ask Damon, sorry I've just one other example it's like way at the very beginning, three years ago with this podcast Um, it was during the pandemic obviously and i just come back to the UK, trying to find my feet and there was online courses to help people and I wanted to treat this as a business you know get ideas and basically treat it that not just throw money into something i getting back in terms of not wasting how to navigate social media so i joined this scheme that was for startup businesses and there was a number of classes and stuff and the minute i said i was a horror creator and everyone's doing that oh what was me i've got that i hate that you know everyone's like trying to up each other with their conditions and problems and that was a whole big whining session but i want to start a business and no clear idea i'm like Okay, I've started here's my podcast. Here's what I'm doing here. Here's where I get people on board. Here's my books as well. Where if people come aware of me, they might be interested in books. It's a two twofold thing. Here's my plan. You're a horror creator. Can you not do something else? I mean, that was legitimately the response I got. And mm-hmm. I was the only one that actually had a first of all a website set up, a product, I'd actually have presence and all that thing. Set up, but people are. Oh, here's how you post to social media. I'm like, okay, here's my first 100 posts, blah blah blah. I'd already got that. Here's my first videos. I was already like 10 steps ahead. So, all I wanted to do was refine the process so that it was being as efficient with my time as possible. You're a horror creator. Um, and then in fact, they were promoting people's businesses, and they're like, sorry, we can't actually share your work, it's too at all. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for nothing. And then they keep coming back to me, the you know, these stupid things. I'm like, don't come near me. You're no no interest. And I've done, I find them be less than helpful. In fact, I would have, if I had listened to them, I would have given up. Damon, I'm sure you've got a few things to say about this and personal experiences.
3: Um, Mar has mentioned to me that her TBM um, page just got shut down on Facebook, fuckers. Um, uh,
0: Mar unfortunately had stuff going on where we're hoping to have her on uh, yep. the stream you yeah. know I mean? but she actively provo- she was actually someone was keen to talk to because she actively promotes horror and uh, that would have been another angle
3: yeah she's a huge proponent for everybody and um, like you know to to see something like that you know if to, to yeah, she's got five to minutes
0: to jump on stuff. if she doesn't mind she's got the links and stuff oh yeah Thanks.
3: Oh, hold on. Never mind. You know what? I've... Oh, all right. It looks like there might have been a fake profile. I'm just like, what? Because we're having these conversations here, and I'm just like, there's so much censorship going on, and I'm like seeing this. I didn't get to read the whole thing.
0: Live? So, somebody actually censored?
3: Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, but anyway, um, I'll, I'll figure that out with her. But But no, I mean, look, this happens all the time to people and it's like whenever i see it i get really really frustrated and angry because why you know um there's there's really just no need for it um sorry was was, was there a specific question i um, just
0: um give some examples of when you've been personally censored Well, me or what you're doing or you know like you just get marred there was a perfect example um if she had been on that would have been I, like live as we speak <laughs> Mars getting like, suffered.
3: I'm really, really mad. Um, okay, so fortunately, I because I understand the the nonsense that goes on, and um, I know how to to work around it. Um, so I just do what I have to do to reach the audience. That's really all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, I'm on all those platforms to get the horror fans onto slasher. I don't use them myself really. Like I, I, I stay in touch with a few friends on them who aren't, but that's about it. Um, and that is my goal. That is my only purpose for being on any of those platforms is to do business to to move horror fans from them to slasher, because those platforms treat us terribly.
0: Um, and if it wasn't for that, you know, and I fully support some, that. If it wasn't for those I wouldn't be on those right. platforms either. Yeah, no, absolutely.
3: But but the fact that they're treating us so terribly, and and really they're they're exercising us for for no good reason. When 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 they and and other companies make money. From us, so they're perfectly willing to take our money mm-hmm. by by monetizing us through ads and um, you know Encouraging and selling ad for adverts. Right, right, and, and I mean they're they're more than happy to take money to sell our data, but us as individuals, oh, there's problems with us. Well, then give us our fucking money back and piss off, because <laughs> it's absolutely absurd. That you can talk out of both sides of your mouth at the same time. I, I don't go for that. It's absolutely like irresponsible. Um, so when it, when it comes to that, I am very, very defensive of, of the horror community, of horror fans, of horror creators. And it really upsets me to see anybody treated in that way when there's absolutely no reason, you know? And like I said, they're, they're more than happy to, to make all of you work for them to create more content so that they get sell more ads so they can hold you back. But, you know, that's just how it goes. And it's unfortunate um, supporting them and make your own, you know, make your own destiny. Um, it, it's, and I know it's difficult, but the, the more that we separate ourselves from that, I think the better off everybody's going to be. They'll be happy that they don't have to censor all this stuff, that they don't have to moderate the ways that they do. I mean, not like humans are doing it. It's all AI anyway. Mm -hmm. So maybe you don't have to spend a few pennies less to have an AI, you know, thing, look at your stuff and go, nope. Um, But when it really comes down to it, who's benefiting?
0: You guys. No, 100%. Well, this is part of the conversation. This is highlighting people. There are alternatives. Links in the description. Thank
3: you. <laughs> but but not really. It's important for us if they're going to skip us in push us outside the wall and say, you know what, we don't want you here. Don't be there. Go where people do want you. I'm the blaster. Go, you know, check out Godless. Check out all of the, the places that are trying to support him. Because we want you with us. We care about supporting what you're doing. Um, you know, and if, if we can grow, we give you more opportunity. You know, because if, if we reach a million horror fans, what does that mean to you? You've got a million opportunities. Versus how large can you grow your social profiles on Instagram? On Facebook? Do you know them? Maybe 10,000. Um, um my my
1: dog's got her own Twitter and Facebook accounts. Love that. She's, she's
3: got more followers than me on Twitter. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> like you know. Now if you what, what would happen if your dog was a horror fan? I know, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that'd be it. Gone. Yeah. Let's see if you can get your dog banned. <laughs>
1: Yeah, check her out. Oreo the Stuffy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um no, I think on that happy we've gone at this near three hours. Bloody hell. That's but it just shows what it this is a passionate topic, you know, and it's unfortunately people are so reticent to talk about it. Um I think uh, I think he's all feeling a sense of relief. Just here, let's let's open the let's peel the plaster off and talk about the elephant in the room, you know. I hope he's all got something from it, at least being able to vocalize, and I hope people watching this. Understand that it's not a made-up thing. It's not a whiny thing. Mm-hmm. It's it's a legit um, occurrence. We've demonstrated it. We've shared personal experiences. You know, and most importantly, there are solutions. and yeah. if-
1: Um. My my personal opinion, like I said, my, my conclusion to it is uh, that the BBFC is out of date, and it, the whole system needs uh, rebooting. And um, it needs something new there. Um, and it needs to concentrate yeah. from all different avenues. It needs to be members from right across the broad stream. And
0: People don't give up power easily. No. So People um, like power, it's addictive. Yeah. That's just, it's a sense of, you know, yeah. a lot of people that are powerless in their lives, oh, let's pick on a horror fan. You know, that, and that's all they need to, to yeah. feel worthwhile. It's kind of tragic, but if that's what you feel like you need to do. But you won't win because horror's been around for centuries, and it'll be around long running. after your fads and whatever the next thing is that complain about comes along. We'll still be here, and yeah. I think that annoys a lot of us. And I make no apologies for that. As a horror fan creator, I make no apologies for being that little irritant uh, oh in your life. <laughs> and I make no apologies for my fine friends here, okay. who are wonderful creators as well. <laughs> um,
1: guys. Uh, I- cool. I'll just yep. say about that Mickey Mouse film that was banned. Yep. yep. 1933. It was The Mad Doctor, it was called. This Mickey Mouse short was banned on its initial release because of its horror atmosphere. <laughs> so, 1933.
3: Sad. So, they banned. Wasn't that when, wasn't that when um, Elbows were also banned?
0: <laughs> but the elbows are acceptable now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean Yeah. Do you know what? It'll never change. I don't think it ever will. And that's fine. As long as we understand. And we we'll, like Damon says, okay, then we'll not play your game, we'll build our own sandbox and we'll we'll do that. And we'll carry on. And yeah. you still find someone else to pick on. So be it. But The important thing is that horror fans understand that this is going on. And if you can do something to support your creator that you enjoy, please do it. You know, that's that's the minimum we can ask from you. Is that if you enjoy somebody's content or creations, support them and be vocal about it. Help them along. That's that's all you can do. Um especially independents. don't parrot their work. You know, I mean, don't use tricks. Just uh for what do you pay for a cup of coffee or a flipping stuff of whipped cream and weird caramel type stuff? You know what I mean, you can support a horror creator. It's not hard. Sometimes it's just a click of a button. That's oh, yeah. all you can do to help yeah. type this. Yeah. Guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. This has been fantastic. It's been a brilliant conversation, um, and I seem to have plenty of legs. We'll probably go on for ages, but um, I think it's a very good time so people can. Uh, <laughs> Get off the channels, like, off. Oh, will you ever shut up? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll update. Links in the description. Check out uh, each of these guys' works. Absolutely fantastic. Um, go give them support, as well as the channel as well. Just uh, plenty coming up. I've been looking forward to doing this episode for a while, and I'm glad yeah. you're uh, here. Um, just last thing to say, then. Do the typey, clicky things. And until next time, keep it creepy. Keep it horrific.